CBS presents this program in color. Autobots, roll out. End of line. Sounds pretty heavy. Wait, has nothing to do with it. I am the Night Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm Batman. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back to another episode of Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the universe. Fuck! God damn it, I can't believe I... Son of a bitch. Hold on a minute, rewind. <laughs> go, go, start, keep going. Welcome back to another episode of Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the multiverse one podcast at a time. I'm David. I'm Joe. And I'm Dunk. And joining us tonight, a very special guest, someone near and dear to all of us, Mr. Eric Marable from the Leftover Army Monsters Podcast All Out Attack and Brute Force and Ignorance, which I am very excited to come back. Hey, what's up, guys? No, I'm not that special. I was tested. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) What's been going on, buddy? Oh, just surviving, you know? I haven't got to talk to you guys in, like, a long time. Yeah. It's good to talk to all you guys. Yeah. How are things in California? Uh, it fucking sucks. So, it sucks. I'm still looking to move out because California fucking sucks. But if the weather's nice, you can't beat the weather. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You do got the weather. It fucking snowed here the other day. Pissed me off. Four fucking inches. Four inches of snow in the fucking at the end of April. This is some bullshit. I told I sent you that thing. I had we had the pollen alert during the day and a freeze warning at night. It was like what the oh. shit, you know? Oh, it's fucking wow. stupid. Uh, oh we so, got snow flurries here about twenty years ago. Oh my gosh. Guys. Mm. So, gentlemen, it has been a couple weeks. We have had some shit go on. We have had some shit drop. And, again, purely spoiled. We have just had great television to watch lately. And I really put the emphasis on television. Um, We'll talk about the one movie that dropped. And I will stick with television world right now for fucking by a long shot. God damn um anyways uh joe what catch us up on some of the great news that has been going on sir so we hadn't we we haven't done this one in a couple weeks yeah so um (laughs) indiana jones 5 the movie that i guess no one is demanding but they're making anyway um phoebe waller bridge is uh, going to be the female lead, and they also Mads Mikkelsen is going to be in it too. So I don't know if this is the one that Harrison Ford's going to be in one of those carts that are at you know when you get into the into the grocery store that you kind of rent out. Because I really don't. By the time they start filming this, the guy is like, 
He's got to be 80, right? Yeah, he's got to be fucking close. If he's not 80, he's pushing 80 in a big way. I, I Is mean, he... I, I don't know. I know nothing about this other than the fact that they're making it and he's going to be in it. Is he supposed to be like a starring role, like a, like a yeah. big chunk of it, or is this like a reboot? Or and oh he's no, just in it. no, this is a fucking really? continuation. He's. I mean, now if they if they continue the timeline, what it's got to be in the seventies, oh, Indiana Jones in the seventies, which doesn't really. <laughs> you just don't no, think of because that. they Indy Indy. What was it, Indy? Four, yeah, fucking. They were. They still had Nazis, so it had to be towards the end of World War Two, right? Was it? Well, mm. It was the fifties in that one, right? Because it was a yeah, because it was the atomic bomb, the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. bother see. I didn't even bother watching it at the fourth. Oh, one. you're you're a lucky human being. That was, <laughs> that was my wife's off. first first one, and she didn't really like it and was not not excited to watch the other ones and so she didn't so well, fuck that movie. i'll tell you oh. one of the things so so when i was reading this news and then i kind of just started looking at other things and this never hit me temple of doom is a prequel to raiders yeah yeah i never i never even that like my mind got blown when i when i read this story i'm like holy shit yeah <laughs> i never really thought yeah, about it so. Yeah, because there wasn't really, it wasn't. It's it's kind of a misplaced timeline because you don't you don't really get any clues as to when exactly it happens throughout the whole thing, because in the other three movies, other three indie movies, he's all dealing with Nazis at some point or yeah. another. So you have a general idea as when it takes place, but. Temple of the Doom, Temple of Doom is the only one that doesn't have any kind of clues as to when it actually takes place. Gotcha. So, but yeah, mm. so that that's um, like I said, the the movie that they they seemed hell bent on making no matter what. So, I mean, it's a good cast. I like Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh yeah, and I like Mads Mikkelsen. So like, but but what are they gonna do? Are they gonna pass the torch? I mean, are they? Is, are she gonna be like the female indie? Like, the, is the torch gonna be passed? Because it, does he just want to mm. kill himself off in this? Like every other movie, he just wants to get rid of the character. So yeah, Ugh. I don't even know what story there is to tell at that point. Like, what nice. kind of mysticism or whatever was involved in the seventies that he has to go find? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, something to do with uh, uh, the fucking doors or <laughs> I don't know corduroys that don't make that funny Cord- sound. Yeah, right. Walk. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So it just just so you guys know, he is seventy eight. So yeah, he's fucking so be almost eighty, 80 year. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. but okay, so Clint Eastwood is what in his nineties, and he still he made a movie like a few years yeah. ago. So. I mean, it's not like it's impossible, but it's just like I think Eric said, what story is there left to tell with this character? Right. But Clint Eastwood also isn't trying to be an action hero, too. Like, Indy still has to have some kind of mobility and, like, recognizable speech pattern instead of this mumble talk that (laughs) he's gotten into in his fucking old age. Because that, like, when you are getting to the point where you need a walker and hearing aids and like a megaphone for people to actually hear you 
you're getting to the point where being an action star or even in an action movie is is a little excessive. I mean, dude, he fucking what the the during whatever Star Wars a that garage door came down on him or something. Yeah, he fucked up his yeah. back. He's he's crashed planes. It's like, dude, just stay home. Is he still married to what's her name to Ally McBeal? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Calissa, Calissa, Calissa Flock, like, just, yeah, just yeah. just just stay home. Just stay home. He and he is getting like David, like you said, he is getting to that like grumpy stage. Like if you were interviewing him, where he's gonna pull like a Bruce Willis or something on you, you know, that because he's just he doesn't have the time for you. So I don't he know. He doesn't. He's gonna be dead tomorrow. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him that. They should if he if he dies, they should do like a weekend at Bernie's and just keep him, you know, with his arms up and things and just act like he's alive. Because it'll probably be about the same acting. So that's just with that. Um, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. June 2023 is when it gets into theaters. And they had another couple of uh, cast announcements. Lucy Liu is uh, joined uh, as Calypso. And Helen Mirren. They got Helen Mirren for this movie. Oh, my God. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren just pops up in the oddest fucking movies. Isn't she in <laughs> Fast, Fast and yeah. Furious Nine? Yeah. Like, is she? Right. Maybe she's like. Uh, is she? Is she getting to the point like Michael? Uh, Michael Caine, where they just here, here's a check, and you'll do whatever movie. You know, at one yeah, point, they, I remember Michael they, Caine they was need, in like every movie like, in the yeah. 80s. Like, yeah, like, like they need a Brit. They want someone with a British accent. But now, instead of doing Michael Caine because of like, you know, this is the, you know, the Me Too movement. Like, we'll just put like a female British push person in there. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Dave, well, David, fucking you, Anthony you Hopkins got fucking got put in a fucking Transformers movie, The Last Night. Oh like, come my on, god. oh god, was, yeah, oh Jesus, god. I didn't even see that. I avoided that. I I think oh, I'm yeah. developing a really. Luck. I think I'm developing a really good radar for avoiding bad movies. <laughs> I've seen some really crappy, crappy movies in my time, and I think my 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 radar is start, starting to finally kick in because I've avoided some recent bombs. Maribel, yeah. what did you think of the Shazam with Zachary Levi? Um, I enjoyed most of Shazam and till the very fucking end, to be honest. I mean, I like the Marvel family, but it, it fucking derailed a lot of the, the rest of the movie. The whole movie is him learning how to use his powers. Everybody gets powers and they're better than him. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know about this. Uh, but I other than that, still, it, it was fun. Uh, I just, I just, I, I, I just, hate I don't think Zachary Levi, I don't think, I think it's bad casting and I just, I can't, I can't stand the uniform. I can't stand the outfit. I'm just oh, a classic, no. it, you know me, I'm classic Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, I get you. I thought, I, I thought I, he was okay casting, but the kid was bad casting. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I he should have been Zachary Levi, but yeah. that kid that they casted was like too adult for the way Zachary Levi was playing it. And it just, yeah. it was not right. Yeah, I agree. I like. I, I definitely think they should have um, Billy. Uh, what is his name? Billy Batson. Uh, Batson. Batson. Yeah, he should. They should have went with so a, a younger actor. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, you also got uh, going onto the. Well, one more DC thing, uh, which pisses me off. That Gotham Knights video game is delayed until 2022. Now, remember oh. that was the one with uh, with Rob, yep. Batman, Rob, and the Bat family and everything. Yep. So, probably, every, like anything, that sucks. blame COVID. Everything is a blame COVID. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, fuck COVID. You know, I, I'm kind of okay with the pushback as long as it comes out and it's still a fucking solid game. If it comes out and it's still buggy as shit or whatever, I'll be mad. But if it, if the delay makes it so that it's a better game or whatever, I'm fine with it. And that's probably about the same time I'll be able to get a PS5. So yeah, that that that'll work out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I but I did. Hey, I did. I told you, David. I did since the Avengers game was on PlayStation Now, which means yeah. the game is officially dead if they put it on PlayStation Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I I like what they. So, you know, I'm just doing the campaign. I like it. I, I like their idea, but like anything and everything you need to do, you have to pay money for if you want. Like if you right. want different outfits or all these other things, it, apparently it would take you forever and maybe it's impossible to get. Um, so I think that was their, I think that was their downfall. And like you said, I, and I, and I was my problem when I saw early stuff. I'm like, it looks very repetitive. Looks it very is. same oh, same th- like three areas and just waves of robots and shit. So yep. I'm doing the campaign just to see kind of where it goes and then kind of go from there. But, yeah, uh, actually, I was gonna throw it in today and see what was up with it and try and do some of the little side missions and shit. But my wife ended up getting out of work early, so I'm like, oh, fuck it. And it was like, you know when you kind of have your heart set on doing something, and if it doesn't happen, you're a little bit heartbroken? Like, the fact I didn't get to do this, I, like, walked away. I'm like, oh, well, fuck it. You know, you should have that feeling about a game that, with characters that you love so much. Like, it's it's sad, because it is super repetitive, and it's not very interesting as well, after you get to a certain point yeah and when you have that those characters and you have an interesting enough story this should work and it just doesn't like i would i, I still love and i have the the two marvel ultimate alliance games mm-hmm. i think it was on the wii and i, I and i think like that was that like was maybe one of the last games where is before, uh, you know, all the uh, DLC and, you know, pay for costumes because mm-hmm. like that game, as you play, it's like you're unlocking like whatever, half a dozen, seven, eight costumes for every character and you, you do whatever you want. And that's, that's actually a fun game to play. It still is a fun game. I play that. I play Captain America and the Avengers on the Genesis uh, mm-hmm. probably once oh, a year yeah. um you know my it's my my wife she sometimes she just walk by me and go okay you know <laughs> from you know from the because that's you know in the, from the game um wonder man's in that game yes yeah. wonder yeah thank yes. you okay go thank you wonder man uh yeah that's a gr- that is a great game it's a fantastic game. I, I don't, Maribel, you do you do you have PS? Do you guys do you play Xbox or PS4 or anything? I've got the Xbox One and the, and the PS4 both. Yeah. Okay. I don't have the new shit because fucking nothing's really appealing to me. So. Yeah, there's really not. There's really nothing that. I, I, right now, like, if I got a PS5, the biggest benefit would be some of the PS4 games I have. I could put in there, and it's going to run at 60 frames a second, which I would like to see. 
but yeah. there's really nothing. I know the, the like the New Horizon Zero Dawn game that's coming out like that. That would be one where I would want the system for obviously because I love that game. So, but I think I think until the kind of the fourth quarter, um, you know, the new God of War game. They haven't really announced when that's going to be released. Those are the things that I'm like, yeah, I need to get that. Need to get this system. But right, like right now, I kind of gave up trying because it was just frustrating me. Um, you know, I get the alerts when they go live and then you sit there for an hour and try and add it to your cart. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this for a system that there's no games I really want to play? <laughs> so it, it's fucking crazy. But they sell the shit out of them. I mean, it's it's insane. So are they still like sold out every time oh, yeah. you try to get on? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus oh yeah, they're still sold yeah. Out. yeah, they're still sold out. It's like a uh, graphics chip shortage or something like that. Yeah, right? that's even worse. Yeah. Com- yeah. And that's adding on to it. I mean, that's affecting yeah. that. It's affecting like. Uh, you know automotive industry things like that so yeah so but this other i like this other story that i liked and this is marvel related and i was really excited for it and i hope it's true is that there's a rumor that uh they want to do a disney plus series like a wolverine anthology series i heard that which would like uh, and i guess from what they said is like have it like the first season arc would focus on the weapon x storyline which i'm all for but i think this is cool because like this would allow you to explore like his whole history without really affecting anything that we've seen before you know because they can add so many more things i mean can you imagine if they did something in fucking like you know world war ii where he has some kind of interaction, you know, to in the outskirts with Steve Rogers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that would be tight. I, but, but I would, I just thought this was a great idea, and I'm sure this is not something that's wouldn't happen for another couple of years. But what's, yeah, Maribel, what's your thoughts on that? I, I really thought that was a great idea because the Wolverine movie was was hot garbage, but the very first five minute scene with uh, him and Sabretooth just going through time, yeah, um, oh, and yeah. the wars that. They could expand on that. That would be awesome. And make a series out of that. That would be it would be fucking rad. What about you, Dunk? I I I I'm conflicted because I generally enjoy almost everything Marvel does, but I'm kind of Wolverine out. Like I'm like it seems like all of the X-Men movies were centered around him. I'm kind of Wolverine out. There's there's a big universe out there. There's so many more X Men characters that they can go and introduce. Like, if if they do it, great. I'll watch it. But if not, eh, fuck it. I don't care. Like I'm like I said, I'm Wolverine out. But you like Logan, right? Logan, what the the movie? movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. That was that was the best one of the of the yes. of the bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. David, yeah, I I'm for the series. I, I kind of agree with Dunk. I'm not Wolverine out because I love that character, but I get the feeling like I want. If you're gonna do this, you need to keep it separate from the X Men, and you need to let the X Men come out as the X Men. You don't need to force Wolverine into that storyline yet, especially if you're doing a series on Disney Plus. Let that breathe and be its own thing and eventually work Wolverine into the X-Men movies. But don't be the like, don't have this and then have him be immediately in the first X-Men movie. Let that build, let it breathe, let it live without him and like develop those characters because there's a fucking 
metric ton of fucking X-Men characters that you can use, especially in the way the universe that Kevin Feige's done it. So if you're going to do X-Men, let just let those characters be build that world. And then once you've established Wolverine, because I think you should after a while, after you, you have a few movies under your belt, then throw them in there. Then he means something important. You know, don't, don't just throw him in there because he's the most popular mutant. It's fucking stupid and a waste of the character. So, yeah. I mean, and it's, and he's at this point, he's not even the most popular mutant because I mean, when they, when they introduced the X-Men, when uh, was it 20th, when, when Fox introduced the X-Men, it makes sense to go off, go off of Wolverine and build the, and build the world and the, the story around Logan because he was the most popular, most well-known mutant at the time. That's no longer the case. I mean, he's still popular. He's still a great character. He still has a very, very rich history, but there are so many more characters out there that they can go with. Storm, Cyclops, mm-hmm. Phoenix. Like, we all know these characters now. When they intro- when Fox introduced the X-Men, a lo- the, the, the movie public, by and large, didn't know the X-Men. Us comic book geeks did, yes. Us movie geeks did, yes. But the 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 world by and large didn't. Right. That's no longer the case. They can introduce the X Men as an ensemble. They can introduce a, a different character or a different way. They don't have to go back to Wolverine. Right. Just say, just think of how many great stories there are where Wolverine isn't necessarily the mo- you know the the central figure. The the storylines of fucking Professor X going mad and like it, it's just. It doesn't make sense to when you have control of this many characters to focus on the same five to ten characters that you've been focusing on for the last however many movies. They have better villains than mutants or than Magneto, and they have better villains than the apocalypse they gave us. Like the apocalypse in the comic books is fucking scary as shit. You know, fucking Mr. Sinister is scary as shit. Don't keep using Magneto. This is such a rich part of the MCU. Fucking use it. And it. And I'm not afraid that Kevin Feige is going to get stuck in the same foxhole that fucking Fox did. You know, I think, I think he's smart enough to know how to build that universe. And I'm not worried about it. And like me telling Feige not to put at Wolverine right in the middle of the first X Men movie, I'm sure he's sitting there going, "Well, fucking no shit, dude!" Like, <laughs> you know, like really, I think this is kind of elementary. He with what he's done with the MCU, I'm not worried that he's gonna cram Wolverine and everything. He knows how to build and expand this universe. I mean, what he's doing with these Disney shows is fucking brilliant. You have, you're using these for lesser known characters and building their world and telling fucking incredibly good stories that enrich the entire MCU. Wolverine's kind of the perfect way to do this. Like, considering what they did with the first two MCU TV shows, it shows what they can do 
was stretching these character stories out and making you care about them and making them mean something relevant to the universe instead of just being another character in a movie. So I'm for the series by like definitely, but and just the last bit, just some things that have started filming. She-Hulk has started filming, Black Panther 2, yes. and the yes. Flash movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you were, why wouldn't you like lead out with the end? Eh, Sorry. Like, <laughs> I wanted like, to get that reaction. Get I mean, all... the, hey, that was... the, the, good, the good part about it is it's Michael Keaton is confirmed. So, As Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there were there were some touch and go because of coronavirus and all that, and so, but yeah, and I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think all of um, I think all of those are filming in. I think are they in Georgia? I know Black Panther is in Georgia, and She Hulk is. I don't know about the Flash, but um, because I because Kugler made a statement about because of the, you know, with the the voting thing that was passed and. Yeah. Um, you know, is seeing who was, uh, things are like way f- too far down the road to change things. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't well, ch- you change a movie and move a location and do all that. I mean, it's, it's like they were past the point of no return. Yeah. And if you see at the end of all these shows, they're all filmed in Georgia. Like, yeah, they're yeah. all, they, they obviously get fucking incredible tax breaks for filming in Georgia, yeah. especially with the amount they do. So whatever your issue is with their voting and whatever you think, whatever that these people are business people. They're like, fuck it. We still got to film. And we, the amount of money we're putting into this politics be damned. We kind of need to do this and get the breaks where we fucking can. Yeah. Yeah. But, is there any, um, I'm sorry. Is there any, but, uh, rumor on like how they're going to do in black band Black Panther two, how are they going to de- deal with uh, Chadwick Boltzmann's um, no, absence? No, I, I no, I mean that's we haven't heard anything. But there was a was it there was a story last week, or there was I don't know if it got trending or not, but people you know were saying to recast, um, mm, you know, recast, which is you know, it's tough. I just it's, who are you going to get that's as charismatic as Chadwick Boltzmann? Yeah, like that dude. It, as much as Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark and Chris Evans is Captain America, fucking Chadwick Boseman was T'Challa, man. That dude fucking killed it. But, killed it. But by the same token, who? how are you going to have a Black Panther movie without a Black Panther? Like, if you're not going to recast that role, then I know, I know his sister Shuri has taken on the mantle, and if they go that direction, I'm good with that. But other than that, how are you going to explain his absence? I mean, do you do, think, some, do, well, you, do, you, do something with multi? You know, you do something with the multiverse, like uh, not, not saying you, you kill him off as in the Black Panther costume. So yes. you can do enough in the first 20 minutes where he's just in the costume. You can kind of get someone to do his voice and shit, anyways. So. That would be easy enough. And then when you show him being dead, all you have to do is CGI his face for a split second. And I, I'm sure it's good enough that oh, they're going to take That seems so morbid, it's, David. <laughs> it is. Just... It, I fucking get it, dude. I It's super morbid, but they're not 
what else can they do? I mean, they could probably, they might be able to use stock footage or some shit of his face as opposed to like CGI, but still it would, it would make more sense. And then you can pass a mantle the way the black Panther mantle should be passed anyways in, you know, in the MCU, like you either have the fight or sure he takes the mantle or whatever, however the fuck they do it. But you can't continue with that Chadwick Boseman character. It's just recasting. Recasting Rhodey is a fucking completely different thing than recasting the Black Panther. I I just don't get how you would do that at this point. That dude is too good. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I agree with you, but I just yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. I would love to see um who is it? Uh fuck is his name michael b jordan's character come back at through the multiverse as a black panther and teach shuri how to be a black panther oh. and have it pass on that way oh. i think that would be fucking awesome i like that hmm, that's an interesting that is a yeah. very interesting take yeah. like you said they unlock with with depending on what they do with, with strange because you got multiverse with dr strange you got multiverse with spider-man so you know you got multiverse with the flash movie <laughs> everything it's you can do whatever the hell you want uh it's just a matter of having writers come up with something good that that kind of honors the character and but you got to move the franchise forward so yeah um is here's here's a good question do you think there's ever a way because michael b jordan has is is a solid actor he's an okay actor in his own right and he he did he i enjoyed his performance in the first Black Panther. We know he's coming back for the second one. Do you think that they could ever write a story where Black, where Michael B. Jordan comes in and comes back as the Black Panther? And do you think the fans would accept that? Uh, I don't know that. I, I think he would be up for it as a passing the torch, like 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 Eric had said. I, but I don't think I don't think he wants to take over and do it like from here on out. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he would do what yeah. he, what he could to honor his friend, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. And, and, uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, th- I think you'd had, like Eric said, I think you'd have to, if you have to use him as a, as some kind of conduit to someone else, uh, mm-hmm. because that's what sure. you, I mean, that's what I think. That's my thoughts, but. Yeah, sure. I, I agree. I, I think, yeah, I think, Michael B. Jordan would be down to passing the mantle, but I don't think taking no I I guess I couldn't rule it out completely, but I would be really shocked if that came down the wire saying that Michael B. Jordan was just gonna take over they're gonna write it so that he ends up taking over the mantle in some multiverse kind of way as Black Panther. So Got it. But that's all the news I got. Nice. Well, while we were out, fucking whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. How could whoa, you forget the, the the most biggest news that just oh, dropped last yesterday? Well, we're gonna talk about that when we when we talk about the show. But okay, yeah. go ahead, right. Dunk. Take the no, news from I'm, here. I, no, go. Listen, hey, I'm I'm following your lead, sir. But I'm go. just saying. Go. Yeah, I'm no, just we, saying. No. Like, we kind of got to leave it because we it's kind of a spoiler for the episode. All right. And, I mean, I'm down for th- just fucking saying, fuck you people. We're going to spoil <laughs> the shit out of it right off anyways. But 
like still, you know. Uh, let's hold it. Let's 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 continue. So ba- so basically, we're yeah, gonna do what we're gonna go the format that I had planned. That's cool. That's- yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. It's just funny. So do, do we want to go? Are we gonna go right into the the episode five and six or what, David? No. Not yet. No, relax. Okay. We'll get there. We got trailers to talk about. Oh yeah. We had like we had four trailers drop. Some were real promising. Some were like, what the fuck? And some were just uplifting and loving. Um I'm gonna start with the one that I was just like made me happy just to see clips of the stuff that was gonna be coming out for Ted Lasso season two. Just the trailers made me fucking happy, man. Like, honestly, I need that in my life. I actually should probably do a rewatch of season one just to lift the spirits up a little bit. But goddamn it, that show just doesn't get you even with the trailers. Fucking love it. Yes, I I agree. I'm I'm glad that that dropped. And I I think it said July 23rd. So it'll be here before you know it. So. Yeah. And again, that was member that was renewed already for season three. So three two, yeah. So maybe we get a season three earlier, like next spring, because oh, I'm sure be they're awesome. I'm sure they're just rolling with that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Dunk, have you even finished season one? Or are you still sitting around with your thumb up your ass on this? Uh, my thumb is large squarely up my ass with this one because I, I figured this one I couldn't get past season uh, the episode one like I saw it and was like eh okay I I don't know I don't know what it was that that got you and 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 Paul Hart and everyone else so fucking even uh Eaton was fucking sucking lasso dick I just did I I will tell you it is you have to watch the first three episodes back to back it is it takes a minute to get going and by the third episode you have fallen in love with the charm because the first episode you're not really sure how it's gonna go it's kind of you're like is this like kind of slapstick is this not realistic but then you like it grows into showing the kind of heart that it has throughout the entire season but you got to get through those first three episodes. It is really just a three ep- like if you can't get if by the end of the third episode you're not in, turn that shit off. You're going to be done. It's the show's not for you. But you can't judge it based off the first episode. You really can't. Yeah. All right. I promise you, sir. <laughs> I. I seem so excited. <laughs> I know. I would never, never purposely steer you wrong. David's watched it enough for all of us times three. I have. So yeah, I really you know. have. It's a fucking. It is one of my favorite shows. The fucking Absolutely. Nielsen people, are like, what the fuck is going on in <laughs> Barry, Vermont? Like, who is this insane person who just yeah. has it on a loop? <laughs> did they do a wellness check on you to make sure you didn't just on replay <laughs> uh yeah actually there's been a several wellness checks on me but they have yet to catch me and throw that straight jacket on oh my gosh <laughs> so now i we're gonna move on to the fucking trailer where i just 
shake my head and just wish this fucking franchise was done with Fast 9. <laughs> my fucking God. How, like, honestly, good for John Cena being in this movie. Like, whatever. Like, this movie's going to make a fucking billion dollars. And I'm sure I'm going to see it. But it is the most fucking ludicrous, fucking brainless, dumb shit I have ever seen in a fucking trailer. I can only imagine how bad the fucking movie's gonna be. I just don't know what the fuck. Like, this, this is a franchise that just needs to be done and, and stop making movies. People need to su- stop supporting this shit. It's fucking mental. I I I want to agree with you so bad, but at the same time, this franchise fucking just knows that it is the epitome of stupidity, mm-hmm. and they don't give a fuck. And how much more American can you be? They're just like fuck it. We're just gonna do this. We're just gonna do dumb <laughs> shit, and we're gonna do it faster and and and, and more explosive than anyone else. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. Fuck the world. I love it's it. Like, it's American. If you don't like this fucking franchise, you're un-American. Fuck you. Well, I am un-American, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. This fucking franchise is like oh, trying God. to out Michael Bay, Michael Bay. Yeah. And Michael Bay is like, I'm not having anyone out Michael Bay me. Like, yes, but they are doing their damnedest. Like six feet underground was like, or six under whatever that fucking movie was <laughs> that you put that was like fucking Michael Bay on cocaine. And oh, fucking... I, I didn't, I couldn't get past the the, uh, the credit, the opening credits. I, oh I my god, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Ryan Ryan Reynolds was fucking hilarious in it. Oh, that but it was... really was like, oh, it was awful. Oh, it was, it was horrible. horrible. I fucking but enjoyed it, that movie. It <laughs> was Did you like, really? How wait? How high? Yeah. How high or drunk were you? I was. I had probably a couple of beverages, but I wasn't fucking. I like. I sh- I was able to shut my brain off, like on that one. So I was like, I, I turned it off. And I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. But I had I had fun with it, even though it was super predictable. But you know, in my defense, I've only seen one Fast and Furious movie too. So yeah, maybe oh. I should start watching the rest of those. No, you don't want to. You really don't. It's you. You'll get to a point where you're just shaking your head because it goes from like, re, it literally goes from like street racing, yes, yeah, street racing, street racing, to like the most crazy fucking James Bond out of this world stunts involving cars that would never, ever, 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 ever happen in a million years. To, to take and, to take the line from the the guy it was a, it was a Dark Knight. He's driving on rooftops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, I buy the Batmobile driving on a rooftop. They're driving, like, fucking t- souped-up Toyota Supras on a fucking on a rooftop. Hey, I mean, you know what? Now, rain, that I, now that I think about down. it, now, Batman Forever, remember when he, they, the Batmobile, he, he, like, did his line and drove up the side yeah. of the building? Like, where did he yeah, go? Yeah. Where Like, what happened when he got up to the top? Because you not you can't crest. Now it. we're questioning the physics of Batman and <laughs> Batman Forever. Are you fucking mental, dude? Really? <laughs> he probably just threw a smoke bomb and he just disappeared. Right. His bat magic gets up to the top. Poof, gone. Oh my gosh. 
Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, so yeah, Fast Nine. Thumbs up. No, fuck that movie. I swear to God, that's awful. You're gonna go. You're gonna watch it. and You're gonna love it. I'm not. I I will not love it. I I will. That's, watch not, that's it. not an HBO Max one, is it? No, I don't think so. No, okay. no it's Universal, so okay. it'd be fucking Paramount, maybe. Or no, I guess it would. What what's fucking Universal's? NB, uh, uh, Universal is. Uh, I think it's uh, the Peacock. Is that it? Because yeah, I think NBC, this, yeah, yeah, NBC, NBC Universal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. So who here has seen the Hitman's Bodyguard? No, I have. I have not, and I. That is one that I that I did want to see. Watch at your own risk. It's not bad. It's. It's disappointing. It, yeah, it's the it's the chemistry that you'd think Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds would have is kind of there, but it's not there completely. It's it's not a great movie, but it's uh you know what? I'm so fucking high and I don't care. So I'm gonna put something on and I'll just fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of movie. But you don't watch it thinking that you're going to be wowed or amazed or that you're going to have a really good time. It's just fucking Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson kind of have good moments, but that's about it. Yeah, it's like R.I.P. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's It's a better version of R.I.P. Yeah, Yeah. it was okay. I never would want to watch it again. No, but. Them motherfuckers are making a sequel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now you have (laughs) the hitman's wife's bodyguard. What? And, yeah, so now... That's what it's called? Yes. Yes, yes. Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Bodyguard, yes. Yes. Yep. And it is Selma Hayek who is now taking the side role to Ryan Reynolds where they're going to find Samuel L. Jackson. So, like, I'm assuming Samuel L. Jackson got paid a certain amount of money. He's like, I'm only going to be in this movie for, like, half an hour. So you better find someone else to do it. And they got Selma Hayek to be, to play opposite Ryan Reynolds. Wait, I, maybe, I, I saw the trailer one time, and because I didn't see the first movie, maybe I misunderstood, but I got the impression that, Selma Hayek was Samuel L. Jackson's wife. It is. Oh, so okay. it's. I think they're on the lookout for Samuel L. Jackson because the in the first one, Ryan Reynolds is this big fucking like super important bodyguard until he loses a client because they blow him up or whatever, and then he becomes this like fucking downtrodden like uh like can't even get a detective like a PI license at this point. And he somehow gets hired to be a hitman's bodyguard because they're trying to get him somewhere. And the hitman is Samuel L. Jackson. And, of course, hijinks ensue and they're trying to kill him. So in the new movie, it seems like the hitman has gone, has disappeared. And his wife has reached out to get Ryan Reynolds help to find 
Samuel L. Jackson or some shit. I don't fucking know. Mm. But it looks awful. It, lo- <laughs> it looks fucking horrible. But it still looks better than Fast and Furious 9. So it's got that going for it. It sounds like it'd be a better movie if the hitman's wife was just banging her bodyguard and they got caught and had to flee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the hitman. That would be a fucking better movie. Yeah. And it, I want to see Sam Hayek things. So yes. Like. Oh, yes. Thank you, Eric. Yes. I was going to say that Selma Hayek is fucking hot. So mm-hmm. yeah. I will I will watch that just for her. Yeah. Well, I guess. And they're also um, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, because remember that free guy movie that was, was supposed to come out like during Last, COVID? Yeah. I think, it, I think yeah. it, I'm, I'm looking at IMDb. Now it says expected August. So he, this one's this hitman's wife's friend's cousin's bodyguard comes out <laughs> like whatever this summer and then he's got another one in, in august apparently so <laughs> that, that that free guy one looks funny though yeah that looks fun that, yeah i'll have to check that one out. So, that's from uh what was it with space balls i yeah. am your father's your... cousins nephews yeah. neighbors um, former yeah. roommate what does that make us absolutely, absolutely not absolutely the first not. time i saw that i fucking died yeah i like uh, that oh, that movie I to this day I still say we ain't found shit just like they do in that movie every fucking time like someone's looking for something like have you found it man we ain't found shit I keep saying I'm surrounded by assholes fucking <laughs> love that one. Oh my gosh are you are you an asshole yes he's an asshole too sir he's my cousin he's a cousin of an asshole fuck I'm surrounded do you, by assholes. Do you, do you think do you think that's where Favreau got the idea for for Baby Yoda? Because remember he had uh, Baby Yogurt. Remember with the merchandising. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh wow! That I didn't even think about that. That's I didn't even make that level kind of... of Inception. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Use the Schwartz. Use the Schwartz. <laughs> oh my god. And the final trailer that we watched was Army of the Dead. God, damn, this looks good. This looks like a fucking solid zombie movie. Like, it looks tense. It looks fucking fast and action-packed. Like, it... And Dave Bautista looks fucking incredible in it. I'm psyched for this movie to drop on Netflix. Yeah, what's, I. What's your, but what's your? What, what like? What's your? I, I think I was. I thought it looks great too. But like, what's your thoughts on zombies having the same like? They're literally this, just like humans. They're the same rationale, speed, and all that, but they just look weird. So it's like, I, I, hopefully, there's something more to this that I don't know about. Because uh, I thought it was cool, like the scene where the, the zombies, you know, uh, you know, diving away from the knife and all that. Like, okay, yeah, we haven't seen that before. Uh, and I'm all up. I'm all up for stuff in like kind of a post-apocalyptic Vegas, you know, like Fallout, mm. you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I thought it looks. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I I love zombie movies. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, which Zack Snyder did, was probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite of the more recent uh, zombie movies, uh, along with Twenty Eight Days and Twenty Eight Days Later. So um, I this looks great. I'm glad it's on Netflix. I can't wait. I think it dropped what next? It dropped soon, right? Like 
Fuck. It two drops uh, two weeks. Yeah, something two like that. Two weeks? Or, oh, yeah, shit. Something like May that. 13th yeah. or something. Or... Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm all for this. Yeah, I grew up with zombie movies from like Night of the Living Dead, Evil Dead, uh, Return yeah. of the Living Dead, Video Dead, like all sorts of shit. So as long as it knows what sandbox it's playing in, mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be good. As long as it doesn't take itself too serious. Like I... I uh. I saw a movie on like Cinemax years ago that had zombies. It was trying to be super serious, like like 28 days later, but the zombies were doing like parkour, and it oh, was oh, fucking wow. not working. I was like, oh, you get, you guys need to calm that shit down. Yeah. No, I th- I think this looks more. Uh, I, Joe, you're right. It looks a little weird. Like they have a whole society thing going on, and I'm not really sure how that plays, but. If he's kind of playing in the universe of of night, uh, uh, whatever the Return his Romero remake, Uh-oh. yeah, Return of the Living Dead, whatever. The if he's kind of expanding on his version of that universe, and time has gone on, maybe they're at a point where the zombies have been around long enough that. They can kind of form societies. They have kind of a hierarchy. I'm not. I'm not overly worried about it. I think it's going to be a fun zombie. But you're right. It has to know the sandbox it's playing in because it can be absolutely ridiculous and lose it. But it doesn't look like it's going to be completely ridiculous. I think it seems to be fairly self-aware of what it is. I'm just worried that with it being Zack Snyder, he's only making fast zombies so he can slow it down and make it try and make it look cool. <laughs> and I'm fucking not going to deal with another fucking two and a half hour slow motion movie. <laughs> Dude, Romero's zombies were all fucked up to be good. I don't know if people remember. Like the first one, they were scared of fire, and one of them used a shovel to kill a person. And the second one, they remembered fucking shit mm-hmm. from when they were alive, and the third one, mm-hmm. one uses a fucking gun. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I had. Yeah. I just... Oh yeah. Yep. So. All right. Well. Wait. Whoa. 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 What about? Whoa. 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 What? I think of the Should same I thing. one. Yeah. Um, Marvel dropped a pretty big one. Yeah. Oh fuck! That's right. Holy shit! Jesus, I can't believe man. I. You racist fuck, man. I, you know, I, Jesus, it, it's the man. best of the trailers, too. What the fuck? I, wow, I'm sorry. David, Jesus, Holy man. shit. I forgot that that dropped within this week, to be honest with you. I, a little high. So, White man trying me. to keep the yellow man down. <laughs> yeah, if that was the case. Holy, holy shit. So, uh, all right, because I'm going to have to pull this up because I'm not going to fucking butcher the name because I don't know it positively for sure and i don't want to be that guy who fucks it all up and i will be and then i'll be even more of a racist all right so chang chi and the legend of the ten rings holy fuck like i guess i you know i'm all down i'm always down for a good kung fu movie and shit and but i wasn't necessarily like overly psyched for this movie until i saw the trailer and it is a fucking 
masterpiece. Like it is a masterpiece of a trailer because it did everything it should have. It showed enough of the story. It showed the fighting. It gave tones of the movie. It was fucking amazing. Oh my God. The choreography looks fucking beautiful. Everything about it looks fucking amazing. It looks like such a good movie. I am so psyched for this movie now. I don't I I can't believe how excited I am for this movie. And it could be that I'm so happy with what they've done in on the Disney Plus that they can pretty much do almost anything at this point and I've bought into the MCU. But this looks fucking gorgeous. And seeing as how Dunk stopped me and corrected me, I will go to Dunk first. Sir, your thoughts on the movie. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I've i completely brought in on the MCU train. They're, I trust them in, implicitly with whatever they, they're going to push push out there. I was not excited about this property at all. I, I know the character. I've, I've read a number of books with him you know, a number of comic books where he starred in uh, being Shang-Chi, but I know nothing really monumental about the about the character. But holy fuck, this trailer did exactly what Guardians of the Galaxy's trailer did for me. Mm-hmm. It, it hyped me up. It hooked me in. And I just, I, I agree. It did everything that it was supposed to do. Uh, as for a teaser, and I didn't realize it's coming out in September, so it's like fairly quick that it's coming mm-hmm. out. So, so I'm surprised they waited this long to drop a, a teaser trailer, but I'm glad they did. So now I'm just like, fuck, I'm 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 loving it, Mr. Marvel. Uh, I'm a little bitter on this particular franchise, not because I don't I, I don't like the character thing. I don't know anything about him, so I kind of left myself kind of open for uh, whatever they want to give me on this character. I love the 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 string uh, uh, acrobatics of some of these movies that are like with the Chinese actors with uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was a lot of the fighting style this was bringing to me. So I was like, oh, I really enjoy this, and I really enjoy that. I like the special effects. They got really uh creative with like the bus scene was like something you've never seen before um i'm just not trying to get too excited because i look at this and i see the mandarin and i just get a bitterness that why are you putting him in this movie because you wasted every iron man movie that ever was without ever putting you putting him in there so i i'm just kind of like i hope they don't give me too much mandarin so as long as they give this this character his own uh, movie that doesn't have too much Mandarin stuff in it, I'll probably like it more. But I'm I'm just kind of holding back on it. It does look good. It does look fun, and I, I'm really up for Marvel giving me a character I'm not familiar with and kind of playing in that universe. But I'm just man. I I see the title. I see him in it, and I'm just like, what are you fucking doing, Marvel? So. I know it's probably not the best review, but I, it does look good. It looks exciting. I'm just little. I feel like that too little, too late for, with the Mandarin. I kind of get it, but I'm not. I knowing that Ben Kingsley isn't the actual Mandarin. I'm fine with them bringing him in here because. 
those Iron Man movies are what they are. If they're going to expand the legend of the Mandarin, then I'm all for it. If they can make him a fucking interesting character and use him or like later on, because they could still use him in like as an Iron Man character, but like use it for Iron Heart, like mm-hmm. you know, like that makes sense to me. But regardless, I'm yeah, I'm I'm down for it. But I understand kind of being hesitant with the Mandarin thing a little bit, Joe. I, I kind of what Eric said. I, I'm, uh, you know, on, on some of the Marvel stuff, comics I've read, I'm, I, I really enjoy the Mandarin from that, and, and also in the, the cartoon that Robert Hayes, you know, mm. voiced. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and that Iron Man three thing really pissed me off the first time I saw it. I, I've, I really hated Iron Man three the first time I saw it. It's one of these movies that, as I've, I've watched it three or four more times, I. I kind of enjoy it for what it is, you know. It's not my favorite, but uh, so I'm I'm kind of kind of a wait and see. I think it looks good. Uh, again, I don't know much about the character, but I I do want to see how they fold it into the Mandarin and the Ten Rings and and all that, and what they're going to do with it going forward. But uh, I think that's the kind of trailer they needed to drop because that's again like like Dunk said with like Guardians. It's one of those things nobody knows about, so you have to. You have to really excite people, get them to, you know, the, their first impressions like, holy cow, that's something really different. But I, you know, I trust MCU and what they've done. So, you know, it's one of those movies that, that uh, you know, people would go to because of that, because of the goodwill that they've, they've kind of built up with, you know, all the other movies that they've seen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, great. Well, before we get to the MCU movie, uh, TV show and, and, invincible the the good stuff for the week um i suppose we really got to talk about this mortal combat movie i guess um not long yeah not (laughs) long at all uh quick rating rundown if we loved it it's a jedi which i can tell you no one's gonna give this fucking movie uh, if it was okay, worth a watch, whatever, it's a Padawan. If it's fucking absolute hot garbage, it's a Jar Jar. Um, Joe, I'll start with you, sir. What did you think of Mortal Kombat? Um, so I, I was, I was never, I mean, I was a video game arcade person, but I was never a fighting game person. So, uh, I, I'd never played Mortal Kombat. Um, the only, the only time I ever played it was because I had a Genesis and somebody brought over the, the cartridge because it had the actual blood in it. The blood one. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but anyway, so I, I did, I fell asleep the first time watching this movie. So I, I finished it. Was it this morning? Uh, and I think we can relate it to like, when, how we talked about like Kong and Godzilla, mm-hmm. just give us, just have a give, just give us go from one fight to the next and don't worry yeah. about all the other bullshit about yeah. this person and this bat, this character and all that. Just literally, let's just have just like a video game fight and let's go for four minutes, you know, and go to the next one because the fighting stuff, especially the opening scene, that's fucking great. Like I'm all yeah. for it. The blood and all that. But it's it's all this other stuff, and it's there's some really bad acting in this movie. I mean, there's some really bad dialogue and lines and all that. But the the, the Sub Zero stuff was cool. The Scorpion stuff was cool. 
Um, you know, but uh, I, I give it a low Padawan. It's uh, it's I'm glad I didn't have to pay to go see it, which I wouldn't have anyway. But it's nice <laughs> yeah. to, you know, it's one of those things like, OK, I, you know, if if this is a this is like how they're sucking you in, because like if this was just in the theaters and then three months later it came out on HBO, I never would have watched it. But right. b- because there's it's it's like this weird they've got this weird mental thing going on with people like, hey, it's in the theaters and you can watch it at home right now. Like, OK, might as well watch it. So. Right. Anyway. Don't. Um, yeah, this this one fell really short of the mark for me. I, I When the trailer dropped uh, a few months, a couple of months ago, I was I got really hyped for it. Uh and I think we I think we spoke about the trailer, and I, I really enjoy the 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 the, the video game uh, from its inception. I used to play the arcade game and all that stuff, so I was really 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 looking forward to it. But it just and I, I had to think about why I was so disappointed in it because I I did watch it last night Friday night, so it dropped yesterday. So I came home after work and I I, I watched it, and at one point. I found myself <laughs> fucking I was on my phone and I was just like scrolling Facebook or Instagram and I was just like really not even paying attention to what was going on in the screen and it's just like yeah this movie is not it's, it's just not doing it for me and I I thought about it and this morning it kind of hit me it just seemed the pacing of the movie was really bad for me like the, there was a bad acting part but I I, I can forgive that because it you know, if they were heavy on the, the on the action, but it just everything was just it seemed so rushed. Like they introduced a character, and they immediately was like in the temple, and they were immediately training them, and they were immediately having to get their. It was it was very very rushed for me, and so I it I never have to ever see this movie again. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just did not make any good impression on me. Um, the one part, the, the the one guy, the comic relief, I think did did do his really his his job really well. Uh, the guy who played uh, Kano or Kano, however you pronounce his character's name, he was really funny. Um, but other than that, like I I didn't really connect with anyone in this movie, and I just didn't care about the characters. So for me, it's a uh, it's a limp, soft, facet Padawan. Sounds about right. Mr. Marable. Yeah. Did you watch Mortal Kombat? Yeah. And what did you think, sir? I, I give um I'm gonna start off and say I give it a really high paddle one. Assholes are all hating it. I thought that the effects were good enough. I thought the fights were pretty brutal where they're ripping out hearts and shit like that the acting of course was fucking bad i'll give you that they were terrible but the effects were pretty effects were pretty decent and the characters looked like the characters in in the game and stuff uh i thought that the fucking uh script was fucking terrible script was terrible the whole reason like they didn't even get to mortal Kombat, which was kind of i thought was a plus yeah I thought it was really? a plus because you could lead into bringing more characters in and have a continued story if you if it was going to be good enough. So to, instead of having a Mortal Kombat 
And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll see you in 2000 years or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. Uh, they could lead it right back into it and, and go right back into the next round of whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, I'm not real familiar with a lot of the characters, uh, but I thought the Johnny Cage missing in the movie was was kind of like, eh, this is stupid. This is kind of like they're, they're like, oh, look, he's going to be in the next one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not really enough to bring me back to want to see it because the only characters I did know, like Raiden, whatever the dude is with the hat. Um, Luke uh, Lu Kang. Luke Kang. Um, fuck. And the dude that shot the fireball. I knew Sonya Blade. And I'm like, oh, Sonya Blade. And I'm like, who the fuck is this chick? This is no way she's Sonya Blade. She, her acting was bad. Her look was bad. She was attractive, but she's like, didn't look like she's gonna fight fucking Kano for sure, but I did like I did like Kano a lot. Um, my biggest takeaway from this whole movie is just mirroring that uh, that whoever cast this dude in Supergirl as Jimmy Olsen, this <laughs> is why you fuck up because he shouldn't be Jax if he's Jimmy Olsen. It's bullshit. So I'm like I I, I don't I I really enjoyed. It. I thought it was fun. But at the same time, I was playing video games on my laptop while I watched it. So it's like a perfect combination. If you can stay distracted while you're watching it and just pay attention to the fight scenes, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I gave it a fucking high paddle one. I thought it was fun. Sorry. Yes. Hey, hey, to each their own. Um, yeah, I'm jumping on board with the low paddle one. I watched this while I was working. I should say I had it on because I wasn't really watching it the first time. And I remember getting done with it. And at some point during the day, Dunk reached out and was like, just tell me it wasn't horrible. and Or tell me like real quickly what you thought. And I was like, I didn't hate it, which is all I could say for it at the time, because I didn't really have give it a fair enough shot. Mm-hmm. It was good enough for Mortal Kombat, I had huge issues with it. I then tried to watch it today to kind of like give it a shot. And when your best acting comes from the guy who's going to turn on the good guys and you can see it a mile away anyways, your acting or your your casting director should probably be fired and never hired again because your most charismatic character should not be a bad guy and an asshole of a bad guy at that. But again, the dude was super good. Um, the the um, beginning of the movie, the whole Scorpion's Revenge storyline, which was could obviously stolen from that movie was great um and i kind of wish that it stayed along that but the minute they got into like cole and introducing a new character and fucking trying to expand the mythology with this character and make this his movie did not work making this a non-tournament movie did not work um i felt like you could have very easily done the scorpion's revenge story and then just 
finished it off with the regular Mortal Kombat story line and introduced, you know, characters throughout that universe to fight in the tournament. And you would have had a great fucking movie. And this just was not it. The The fucking acting was atrocious. The fucking, you know, outside of Kano, the only one who looked even remotely interested in being there was Sonya Blade, and she fucking sucked as an actress. <laughs> so, I to me, it, it just fell so short of what this movie could have been and focusing on Cole and giving him the lamest fucking Akana power was dumb as fuck. Making his body like look like gold wrapping that's on the fucking scorpion spike. Like why? And, and then you apparently can't really get it off whenever you want. Like it, Everyone else could use their power, but the minute he summons his power, that shit's on him forever. And, like, he just then walks around in this fucking gold suit. What well, is fucking stupid? Yeah. I think I think Gora looked awesome. I, I love the mm. way he looked. I, yeah. It was a little mm. CG, but I think compared to what they... a lot of CG. Yeah, but like compared to what they did in the first Mortal Kombat movie, it was a hundred times better. And like it it didn't look completely wonky. It was at least solid for that character and in that universe. But it was just a god awful story, man. That fucking I mean, the people who and, and I would say the three of us who gave it low Padawans are in the minority because it seems like everyone's fucking loving this. I think the brutality in it was fucking what Mortal Kombat should have been, should be, mm-hmm. but it just story-wise it it falls and it it's an easy enough story not to get wrong and they somehow did it. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um so yeah, fuck, fuck Mortal Kombat, and I don't really care about a sequel to be honest with you. It when it comes out, once it hits HBO Max, I'll watch that shit. But honestly, I if I paid for this in the theater, I'd be pissed. pissed. Yeah, yeah, I would have been pissed too. Like I, I actually was considering going to the to see it in the movies uh, today, but then I was just like, I I, I ended up watching it yesterday because. I just had the time, but I'm glad I didn't because this was just... I would have been really pissed if I went to see this in the movie again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we will hit the last two episodes of Invincible first. Um, I think the the episode... What was the last... Not, not the most recent episode, the one before that. Was that five? Are they on the same number as Falcon and the six. Winter Soldier? Are they one? Yeah, they are on episode six, I believe. It's okay. Six and seven, I think. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, six and seven. So episode six, you have Mark going to college with his buddy and Amber, and you kind of take a little break from his crime fighting world until you get to college, in which case you find out someone's kidnapping fit athletic college students and turning them into crazy fucking zombie cyborgs. 
And it was a good enough episode. It was violent. It was brutal and shit. But, like, it wasn't, like, a fucking standout episode to me. It was just kind of, it was a solid. It looked great. It, you know, it was a solid enough story. I Jedi it just because it was fucking, I still love the direction in it, in that it, that it's going. But it wasn't, like, a fucking standout episode to me. Um, just for that episode, though. Um, I don't know. Eric, what do you think? So I, so I binged this. I hadn't even started Invincible. I've been meaning to, but, you know, when you guys asked me to review the last two episodes, I was like, all right, I'm going to... I guess I'll just power through this and try to catch up. And I just fucking loved every episode. And then getting to this one, I I was just kind of like, I didn't care. I was like, these are stupid villains. It's not progressing anything anywhere because for one, uh, you haven't had his, his buddy in the series for me to give a shit about him for much. And then I don't like his relationship with this girl. So I wasn't really invested into anything that was going to happen. And the, the, the villain in this in this episode was just kind of dumb, so I was like, "Ah, oh, this is filler," but it was pretty. It was pretty brutal. The action was good. Um, so I mean, it, regardless, as much as I'm slamming it, it's still a high padawan because it was the pacing and everything and the storytelling is good. They just should have maybe put these other characters to where I either liked them or put them in the show more. But it was it was it was a lot of fun. I just. I'm just stumped. Is Invincible really this much of a pussy in the comics that these little dudes like this fuck him up? Yeah, I I don't know because I don't watch the... I haven't read the comics, but he does seem to get his ass kicked a fucking lot. Like... Well, th- I mean, don't forget, he... He's, even though he's he, barely been doing it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the guy's true. been doing this for two months, and... He's still a teenager. He's still conflicted. He's still trying to work out his power set. I mean, get the guy no. a fucking break. No, right. I, I get that. I'm just thinking about his ability to take a hit. You don't have to learn how to take a hit. It's just he just doesn't seem as powerful to me as they're alluding that he is, is, is what I'm thinking. Because they're alluding that he's as powerful as he can take on his dad to where in this episode, I'm like, eh, maybe he can't. Oh. <sighs> It's still, Joe, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking old and bitter. That's why it's vintage geeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You are, you are, cor- you are correct, sir. Yes, um, yes. So, um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the college one was all right. The, the, the one we just watched, uh, was, was great. I loved, I mean, the, the, they need to move that storyline along, but the, the, just the brutality and, um, you know what's going on with the Guardians of the Globe and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I do we know how many episodes this is? Is this ten? What, what, what how many is it? No, um, it's only it's eight episodes. Eight, okay. Oh, so next, really? yeah, next next week is a, is the last episode. Get the fuck out of here! Holy shit! They got, I mean, we're gonna obviously, oh, be on man. a cliffhanger. Obviously, yeah. be on a cliffhanger. But no, I I uh. Like you said, I love J.K. Simmons. That's just a fucking perfect casting based on the the character. Uh, that again, they they're killing it with all the with all the voice actors in it. And uh, um, like you said, I'm. What excites me about it is, like I said, I haven't read any of the comics, so I don't know where 
I don't know of any storylines that have happened or is going to happen. So um, I know probably Dunk is probably just waiting for things to happen. Like, I wonder <laughs> if they're going to do this now or are they going to go this way but use this storyline. So that's what's kind of cool about it, uh, you know, for me. And uh, I, I, again, I hope, um, hope they announce kind of like when we talk about, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier you make that announcement. Hey, yeah, it's, we, we do have a season two, you know, right. that's, that's, that's already, you know, it could be in the can for all we know, you know? Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. cause true. I know they're keeping Kirkman's quiet. I mean, he was on fat man beyond a few weeks ago. First of all, he's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, he's fucking right. And what he was talking about was, it was hilarious. Um, but, uh, so, uh, but I'm sure he's sworn to secrecy. So. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Dunk, sir, what did you think of episode six? Um, well, yeah, I I am watching this from a, with a different eye because I I have read the comic book so much, so and I've I've made no bones about how much I fucking love the comic book series. So I I watched it, I enjoyed it. Um, I knew. I agree with some of the, the points that Eric made. Like I, I'm not really invested, and I never was invested too much in his in his um, in some of his friends' relationships. If I re, I don't even remember honestly. I'll be completely 100. percent I don't even remember if the chick Amber was in the comic book or she was as prominent as she was in the first arc. So, um, I could care less about her. I don't like her. So whatever. But. The action was great. They the the st- I think the character development is great. I you know they're showing Mark as he struggles with the different aspects of his life, um, and it's it's a really it's a real thing. It's it's kind of like Peter Parker, you know, the Peter Parker syndrome, where he has his great powers. He 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 thinks that they're going to solve. He's been looking forward to them. He, you know, he thinks they're going to solve his problems, and they're just causing more problems in his life. And he, he's forced to make hard. He's beginning to understand the hard choices that this life is going to entail. And to, you know, I, I don't think I'm, I'm spoiling anything when I say that the hard choices are only going to accelerate particularly after you saw the the last episode episode 7 we have to talk things are going to accelerate in a huge way and i'm excited for where it's going to go so i enjoy i'm enjoying the ride and how they're telling it because i i know the potential of the characters <laughs> so, in the show so i enjoyed it i jedi i've jedi every episode um i've i'm going to jedi the season so it's no, it's it's not, it's no surprise. Yeah, it for me, it would have to be the worst episode eight for this to get anything less than a Jedi for the entire season because it is, it is an absolutely amazing story. Um, getting into episode seven, you you get back, and this is where I kind of have the issue with Amber because I kind of get the Amber feelings where she feels slighted and she feels kind of, you know, what has issues about the relationship because of this. So they're dropping her off. She gets mad, won't talk to Mark. 
Mark decides to show her his identity, and she goes, oh, I've known. Then, bitch, why have you been mad at him for being late or not showing up? Like, I get it. It's kind of like if you're not going to make it or whatever, reach out and shit. But obviously this guy is going through some shit. And if you knew he was a fucking superhero, then you shouldn't be so offended when he finally comes out and tells you, like, that's kind of weird fucking woman relationship shit that I just turns me off as far as, like, the way she acted. Like, if you know he's a superhero, cut him some fucking slack, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, he wouldn't have had to make, if you had told him, that you knew he was a superhero, he wouldn't have had to make these lame excuses right. for why he's running late or why he couldn't make it. He could just, she could be like, you know, he'd be like, hey, there's a fucking giant space monster stomping downtown. I'm going to be a little late. You know, he could have right. had the oddest kind of conversation. But I didn't even think of it as, as, as you know, as, as a woman thing. I just thought of it as, you know, don't forget, these are teenagers. And What's my biggest problem yeah. with the CW? Angsty fucking teenagers. teenagers I don't yeah. like them. I don't like them. Yeah. Nope. Fair yeah. point. Very, very, very fair point. The whole timing um, of her getting pissed off was just wrong, too. Yeah. Like, she, if she knew he was a hero and he finally stepped up and was a hero right in front of her, and she's like, oh, I can't believe he ran off, or wh- whatever the fuck reason she was pissed. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're better off. She's fucking psycho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the other thing that happens in this episode is just a ton of character and story development. You get the the look, the pull behind the curtain on Robot, and find out that he's some deformed little genius living in a fucking tube like the Elephant Man, like it, some weird fucking uh, like oxygen uh, not oxygen but back to tank fucking mm-hmm. shit from star wars yeah. and he had the uh clones build him a body from rex's <laughs> rex's dna and made him a teenage rex uh that was funny as shit when he came out as teenage rex but uh ended up like it, it was a really well done dialogue and story arc where he gives the clones what they want they give him the body they do the mind transfer shit and then robot kind of double crosses them or tries to put them in jail and fucking ends up robot has a transformer oh my god (laughs) i was like what the fuck is this this is amazing um just a fucking amazing good time um and, and then we'll get into later. But what did you guys think of the whole robot behind the scenes, like behind the music story of robot? Can I can I ask Duncan a spoiler question? Sure. sure. Absolutely. In the comics, the robot, is he in it in the comics, the same kind of storyline? Yes. Is he a pedophile in the comics? No. Because that's the vibe that I got from him. I'm not trying to be funny either, because it looks in this serious type seri- uh, series, it would make sense. It just mm-hmm. seemed really weird that he's 30-something years old, well, and, and he's he did this whole act out of love for a 25-year-old woman who looks like she's 12. Well, it's it's not... It's because she's... It's, it's because of the fact that she's trapped in that body, 
And every time she uses her power, she gets younger, actually. Yeah. So he's it's more of the fact that he's attracted to the fact that she's trapped in the body and he sees similarities to his plight. Okay. That's what that's what that's why he he was attracted to her, and that's what the the whole basis of their relationship began as. Okay. Um, but I will say, spoiler ish warning: there's so much more levels to the character um, of robot that is yet to be explored. So okay. just keep yeah, just keep your eye on robot. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, I love those like little it's a way of progressing the story giving backstory without feeling tedious like it was Mm -hmm. so well done just amazing writing uh joe what did you think of of robot's storyline i i mean i thought it was interesting i i don't i i guess initially i thought is he like a sleeper agent and is gonna kill them you know uh i didn't know like what uh, was it the last episode whenever that was but um yeah i was not expecting any of this (laughs) of what happened (laughs) so um and uh um i don't know i'm uh like i said i'm 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 more interested in the whole why uh omni-man murdered everybody that's what i'm interested yeah. in that's really that's really the only storyline i want to know the answer to i don't care about the i don't care about the girlfriend i don't care about the other friend uh i don't care about his wife i don't care about any of that i want to know i want to know why he did that and my right something in my head is just it has to it has to do with his his race or something is what i'm thinking um but that's what I'm interested in. In, in I and mean, I'm sure it'll be a fucking cliffhanger next week. So I yeah, won't learn absolutely. anything. So. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm looking at just from what unless they make a change, um, I'm looking. I'm thinking back to the to the comic book and where they are. I'm going to say that th- the next episode is going to pick up where I think there's a dramatic shift mm-hmm. in the characters' lives. And I think the episode won't end. The season won't end on a cliffhanger necessarily the way you think it might. But I think it's going to leave you saying, holy shit, how does how does the how does things move forward from here? So that's that's what I'll say. So I won't say anything more, but I don't think it's going to be. I think to Joe, to your point, I think you'll get some you'll get the answers that you want about. Omni Man next episode. Okay, yeah. cool. I I think I think that unless they make a change, which I I don't think they're going to because they they're at a point I don't know where else they can go with it, but with where the story went in the comic books. So yeah, yeah. And, and I kind of have an idea. I think I know what Dunk's talking about, and I I think you're right, Dunk. I think it it's gonna end, and you're just gonna be like, what the fuck? Like yeah. what the f- fucking serious fuckity fuck like this is some bullshit and not knowing if we're gonna get a season two is gonna piss everyone off right like it really this needed this needs to be oh we are definitely having a season two but uh just to finish out the episode you you get a little bit of uh in, in the beginning of the episode you get 
Omni-Man being confronted by his wife that with the bloody suit and that he killed the Guardians of the Globe. And um, she, he kind of storms off, or she storms off, and next day he's out trying to figure out how to explain this to Mark that he killed the Guardians of the Globe. And the agency comes in and takes her away and is like, well, we got to, we're going to see if Mark's on his side or our side or whose side he's really on. And then the agency starts trying to fucking kill Omni-Man in these all these ways that they know aren't really going to kill him because he's flying towards Mark to talk to him. And they end up dropping a fucking Starro-like crazy creature on him to, to fight. And uh, meanwhile, the clones put together uh, Immortal, bring him back to life. And Immortal wakes up and fucking flips out and goes after Omni-Man. So Mark catches up with Omni-Man and they're fucking taking care of this big, crazy fucking alien creature. And all of a sudden, Immortal comes in and just starts fucking whooping up on Omni-Man or kind of whooping up um, on on Omni-Man, but Omni-Man goes ham on him and fucking ends up ripping him in half in front of the whole world again. And that is when the episode kind of ends and and Omni-Man looks at Mark and is like, we got to talk. We got shit that we're going to have to sort out. Um, so yeah, like, again, another fucking amazing episode where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like you kind of know, you know what's going on, but you don't know the reason behind what Omni Man's doing. And now, Mark is kind of suspicious, which is you're the entire time. Mark has no idea that Omni Man has done any of this, and now the whole, the rest of the world is finding out the same as Mark. It is just, it's a, it's really great storytelling. Um, amazing just I, i've had an absolute blast this this was definitely the highlight episode of the season for me where it was just like holy shit this is fucking brutal like so good i'm i'm so impressed yeah um and and what i love this episode kind of really shows um cecil who is the head of the agency it shows just how, like, he's like uber Nick Fury. Like, he, mm-hmm. he has secrets. He, he's, go- he's willing to use whatever he needs to do to do his job, which his job is protecting the globe. And you see he's already brought back the, the, from the episode uh, six, the guy who created the 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 robo zombies, he already yeah. employed them and uses and he's using them. He's using he's bringing aliens back. He sent his team in to to uh, to uh, to attack Omni Man, and he knows every single one of them were dead. 
He yep. doesn't care. He is he is the Uber Nick Fury, and it's it's like this show takes the superhero genre and it turns it on its head in a way that the Watchmen hasn't done hasn't done the way that the Boys hasn't done though mm-hmm. those properties all have taken a different look at the superhero genre and all very interesting but this one is a different way and I, I I really 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 enjoy it because this one is staying within the with like Watchmen and boys it's like the negative the anti-superhero yep. genre this is this very much is superhero stuff this is very much the comic books that we love and the the, the type of characters that we love but they're just presenting them in a in a very real and, and, and different way that we we're used to seeing them. So I'm very excited for this, this, the rest of this season. Yeah. I, I'm a little disappointed. There's only one episode left. I want it to go on, but I, I, I kind of know what you're talking about, Dunk, as far as where you think it's going to end. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I really hope that if it ends that way, everyone's going to be just fucking jaw on the floor. Like everyone who hasn't read it or doesn't know the story is going to be jaw on the floor. Oh my God. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be quite amazing. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this is like a whole new origin story that it's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I was, I was telling David earlier this week that like, is talking about characters that I was like, I co- totally relate to Omni-Man more than any other character just because he fucking murdered his co-workers. He takes, <laughs> <laughs> takes no shit from nobody. It's like, uh, you know what? I'm yeah, here to we... help you guys, but I'm not fucking listening to your rules. I'm like, fuck, I love Omni-Man. And then this episode, yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm not sure how much I really love Omni-Man anymore, but... I love yeah. the character he is, even though fucking Homelander's my favorite character on the point. So next to Starlight. Well, that's that's, a, that's acceptable. Yeah. So that they're doing a good job with these characters and making you either love them or hate them. Yeah. I think. I think I'm loving the right characters, but it, this is so much fucking fun. I, I was. I don't. Can't believe there's only one episode left. The fuck? I know. I know. It's dumb. All right, well, we are going to take a short break until we wrap this up uh, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, And we will be right back. And we're back and we are going to cap off the last two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, we are spoiling the shit out of this. So if you don't want to hear it, get the fuck out because it is fucking, it is spoiler worthy. Like this is shit that you don't want to see online. If you're a fan of this show. 
and it's so and it's so exciting to have literally John Walker's lawyer with us, Eric Marable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he yes. has he has cosplayed as US agent. He loves John Walker. He loves everything about John Walker. So this is gonna be fun to talk about. Yeah. Oh, it is gonna be a blast because me and Joe have been praying for fucking John Walker's death since before this fucking series ever dropped. <laughs> um fuck you guys. The poor John Walker though, man. Um yeah, so if you don't want spoilers, get the fuck out. You got three, two, one. Captain America makes an appearance in this fucking show. And I don't mean Chris Evans, Captain America. I mean fucking Captain America. This is everything the character should be. It is everything that has the season has led up to be. It has been an amazing season. Um, it is episode five was a very much a consequences kind of show. It dealt with what happened uh, to John Walker for killing that guy. Um, the the it starts out with a fucking ten minute fight scene between. Bucky and Sam and John and where fucking Bucky gets his goddamn wings ripped off. Uh, Bucky doesn't have wings. Uh, sorry, Sam gets his wings ripped off. Fucking Bucky's arms malfunctions and short circuits him for a minute or two. It was just a brutal, brutal, well choreographed fight that really kicked off this episode and then you get the fallout from that uh the the um the what john walker getting his title stripped and basically getting told that he's no longer part of the u.s government loses all benefits and then sam goes back to new orleans to fucking deal with his family's boat and everything and Bucky goes and grabs Zemo and hands him over to the Wakandans. Oh, no, that's later on in the episode. Sorry. Um, but Sam goes back down to New Orleans, starts working on the boat. Bucky comes down, talks with them for a while. Um, Sam, at one point, had stopped and talked to Isaiah Bradley. And it showing the different aspects of why Isaiah would be bitter towards the title of Captain America or being known. You get a lot more backstory on that. Um, they really spend their time fleshing out Isaiah Bradley's character. And it just some of the most fucking honestly heartbreaking dialogue in this episode. Um, just a real this episode spent a lot of time or spent the whole time coming to the realization of who these characters are and what they've dealt with finding their identity and their history and it was just one of the most amazing episodes where the only action we really got was in the first 
10 minutes and then it's all just let's bring this series home and wrap up these storylines and and kind of get you ready for the finale and let these characters have a moment take a breath and just fill out this this episode with rich development um I fucking love this episode. It was a Jedi for me. It was one of my favorite episodes of the season by a long shot. Just it, there was so much to it that really touched me, really made me made me look at the way that they're doing these shows and what they're focusing on. It, it was just made me really, really happy, really emotional when I was done with it. Joe? Uh, loved, loved the opening fight scene. Uh, I just, I loved just the rage that Walker showed, um, and where, you know, Sam was trying to talk him down and then where he goes, you almost got me when, cause when he said, you know, give me the shield, you know, it's like, I almost believed mm-hmm. you. And then it just, and then it just goes off. Um, you know, and the other thing, and, and Eric, I, you know, I messaged you, uh, about this, is that you know at the you know that that hearing well number one that the, the, uh, the, that fucking senator is involved in the smithsonian giving up the shield the ceremony giving walker the shield he's on the grc he's taken walker's stuff away from him he's the he's you know spoilers pardoning sharon like mm-hmm. obviously they didn't want to pay other actors to do things but that's a senator that's got <laughs> that, that's a senator that's got a lot of fucking power but having yeah. said that, the, the the speech Walker gives, not one thing that he says is is untrue. Absolutely. You know, you know yes. I yeah. lived my life by your mandates. I dedicated my life to your mandates. I only ever did what you asked of me, what you told me to be, trained me to do, and I did it, and I did it well. You built me. And, you know, that is a real thing. Like, I listened to uh, Jocko, who, who, uh, Jocko podcast, and he's former military. Now he's a business consultant. Um, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. Jocko yeah. Will, Wilco, Wilco, Jocko Willink. Like Jocko yeah. Willink. And, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, he he says, you know, when, when he's interviewed on another podcast, like, why did you want to go? I, I wanted to go fight. Like, that's what you train to do. He goes, I hate to say it. He goes, but, you know, Marines are trained to fight. And that's what's so that's what we do. You're trained to fight. You're not trained to sit around. So I just I love that whole thing. And again, and then I, I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus in anything. And this episode and the next episode, I just I love the dialogue that they have for her. Um, and I I. Apparently she's going to be in Black Widow and she's going to be around going forward. So she's kind of like the, the, I don't know, the deep state Nick Fury, maybe in the other corner of the government. So, um, but I loved everything about, I loved everything about this episode. A lot of, a lot of shows, the penultimate episode is sometimes the best episode of the whole series. Um, you know, the, uh, um, the whole scene with with Isaiah and where he you get the whole story where you know that his guys were captured and the government was just gonna mm-hmm. just fucking blow up the camp just you know and he and this has been brought up by a lot of podcasts a lot of people 
you know, what he did, he did exactly what Steve Rogers did, but he got fucking persecuted and thrown mm-hmm. in jail for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, the whole thing in Louisiana, the boat fixing montage, the buddy buddy stuff, the 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 fucking training with the shield, uh, <laughs> I you know the montage, put the Rocky music over it, everything. Um, I just thought I thought it was just a phenomenal episode. Um, so, Dunk, your thoughts? Oh, I mean, I can't. I really can't add anything to what you guys what you guys have already said. I mean, it's just it is a phenomenal series. It's the this episode, um, episode five specifically, had such great character development. Um, I was expecting them to go in a different direction with John Walker, but I'm glad they didn't go. I was expecting him to have more of a evil turn, I guess I should, Mm -hmm. I I guess I would say, you know, for him to go more like full out, like Homelander type thing. Um, And he did go a little bit in that way, obviously, but he, you know, they pulled it back. He 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 re, he resigned without having, you know, a big thing big to do other than the fight. But I really like the way they pivoted his character, um, because like you said, uh, David, you and Joe and a lot of other people hated him from the very beginning, and they wanted him to have this really ugly demise, um, and. Marvel has they the way that the the way the writers wrote this character, you you feel you 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 don't like him. You wanted him to give up the shield, but then once you gave up once you gave up the shield, he could have been a very easily disposable character. He could have went off into the sunset. He could have they could have wrote written, written him off in a different in a lot of different ways, but they were able to pivot his character. And brought him back in a way that I was a little bit surprised the way they did it, um, you know. So I'm 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 just blown away by the develop the writing of this show, and I I was really really happy with episode five and episode six. Just I mean I said earlier how Mortal Kombat fell way short of the mark. Falcon and the Winter Sh- and the Soldier just blew away all the expectations and just redefined the the buddy the buddy cop genre the 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 superheroes tv show genre it redefined everything so it it did well it did way way better than anyone i think expected yeah i think i think what this episode really did was kind of give because as much as I was really rooting for John Walker's demise, and I and I was, I kept thinking, "Oh, fucking kill this guy so that Sam can get the shield finally." I think the way that they developed this character was actually super smart because he wasn't really a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, you know, we could see the tendencies in there and what the Super Soldier Serum would do to him and everything else, but the intention behind him was super pure it wasn't like he was like out 
to just go kill motherfuckers. Like, he was doing what he was told to do, and like a good soldier. And he had the best intentions. Um, I think for uh, as people who saw it like me and Joe were like, well, that's just not my cap. You know, give me give me someone who acts like Steve Rogers. And this guy wasn't necessarily acting like Steve Rogers, but he wasn't acting horribly. He just was acting differently. And, you know, the kind of guy don't question orders, do orders. And whereas Steve followed orders, he didn't necessarily he questioned the shit that he was doing as opposed to just following blindly. So I think what this series did was actually develop John Walker really, really well to the point where you can go from hating him to understanding him and seeing his issue and how he was treated. So Eric, your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So this episode really hammered home that John Walker was the U S agent because like in the comics, he, he didn't never really wanted to take responsibility for his poor behavior behavior or inability to deal with the repercussions of what other people viewed his decisions as being the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. And it was such a good representation of him as that character. Like he was like, I am Captain America until basically until it's taken from him. And in his eyes, he sees that he was never Captain America to begin with. Mm-hmm. and his struggle to figure out where he really belonged. So, I mean, in the comics, he was always trying to be like, you know, he was always, for a long time, through like the 80s and 90s, he was square off against Cap being like, I'm, you know, I was Cap, I'm your equal, or I'm phys- your physical superior, because in the comics he was, because um, Steve didn't have this, this is like ultimate Steve Rogers in the MCU, not, you know, 616. So it, this was such a good representation of his instability, which he had for, for years in the comics, his extreme um, following of what the government wanted him to do, like in the comics, and his, just his brutality to stand for what he wanted and what he believed in. And he just couldn't accept that like the way he did things was bad, but everything he did was, was right. I mean, I messaged Duncan the worst way to explain how right he was because like john walker killed a international global terrorist mm-hmm. for killing his buddy um he should not have done that um so all the stuff that he was doing was right just the wrong way to do it and it's not what cap would have done cap or at right. least right. yeah at least steve rogers represented captain america as this is not what america does but this is what america stands for mm, yeah. and john walker is this is what America does. Yep. And it was so good that they paired all of this stuff up in the same episode as Isaiah gives his dialogue, because it's like, you don't really look at um, that perspective a lot. Like, like, I guess a lot of people might not know it. So being a history buff, knowing an Isaiah side, what the government would do as far as like crop dusting chemicals over black neighborhoods or, people who were sick with sickle cell anemia and just testing on them. It, it, it was, it's horrible. And it's part of our culture. It's part of our, well, it's not part of our culture because we fucking aren't ever told that, but it would be part of the culture of people who had to live with or had family members that had to go through it. That we, we need to open our eyes to like, if this happened with the super soldier serum, it would have happened. If we had a yeah. super soldier serum, it would have happened. 
And if we had an Isaiah Thomas, we'd have locked his ass up. The government would have. And it's it's fucked up. But you can totally see his side is like, you know, the government would never have a black Captain America. And anyone who wants to wear the shield, you know, he he's not a self-respecting uh, black person is what he's told Sam. And like Sam's like, but I want to stand for what America is supposed to stand for, not what it did in the past or anything. Right. So his mm-hmm. whole dialogue was so fucking good. Like we, me and my wife were watching it. We're like, fuck, I just got chills. And I don't cry in movies. I don't get emotional. But like the way that that was delivered is like, dude, that is exactly what it would have happened. It's exactly how it would have been seen. And we're looking at two different people from two different eras and two different backgrounds who see the world differently. Because I think Isaiah probably when he was, you know, I can't even say Sam's age because Sam's old as fuck. But if he would in his prime with the with his powers when he was rescuing his guys, he probably did have the same mindset as Sam. Yeah. Just yep, the yeah. world didn't turn on Sam yet. So I was like, I, I'm not really big on the dialogue heavy um, shows. And I know this was going to be a very culturalized uh, story or it was going to be really rooted in the story. So I was not excited about what they were going to do because, you know, c- movies and cinema have already told us a story like this before. But when I when they told it, I'm like, oh, wait, no, they've never told this story and they've never done it this way. So I was like it was a refreshing and a new take on something that I was, I was just I was amazed by their ability to, to do it, to be honest. It was really good. Yeah, I saw someone and I don't remember where, but someone was talking was was commenting on on the show and they were like yeah it's it's good but it's a little heavy-handed in in the way they're delivering the social med and i was just like what like listen i we all have our own opinions obviously my opinion is or anyone on this podcast opinion about the show isn't the absolute be all you know it isn't right it's just our opinion but i really just don't know how how better they could have written this show and balanced everything that they did do they balanced the action they balanced the 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 PTSD of bucky the racism in the history of of america um they the world you know they took on some world politics and 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 inequality and i mean and they didn't to me and i'm very sensitive to preachy type things like i mm-hmm. i i don't i if 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 you're if 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 you're going to you know put something in front of me entertainment wise and you're going to tell and you're going to like hammer down your point of view i'm not I, i'm going to see it and i'm going to be like uh all right this did not do that. It didn't do that. It was just they told they 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 provided the lessons and the viewpoints and with respect to the story. And I just I don't see how someone could say it was heavy handed because it wasn't to me. But everyone has. Well, their own. it's yeah. No, it, I was thinking the same thing that it. You know, the the way like and this is the reason why and David we we've talked about, you know, kind of why we've stopped watching Supergirl because they like they like jam it and point it at you, you know? Yeah. It's so heavy handed, mm-hmm. it's not natural. I mean, uh but you, the way that the way that this show 
weave that in, um, I thought was totally natural. And to be honest with you, the the, the people are saying it's heavy handed are freaking white people. Okay, that's what you know. They're like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. They're, they're, yeah. Come on, right? Let's be honest with you. Right. So the people are saying, Absolutely. I don't want to see that in 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 my comics. But I will I will watch Fox News eight hours a day. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's just it's so stupid. But the 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 way the way that they they just layered this on with Sam, you know, and you know, and then Bucky finally saw, and I think this episode five, you know, when they were throwing the shield around like they were playing catch, where he was right. like, you know, Steve and I never never factored in what you know, giving the shield to a black man would mean, and I'm sorry. And like, that's, that's like the first step in anything. It's like just realizing that, you know, we live different lives. I mean, it's, it's, right. you know, it's, I mean, yeah. it just happened here in Virginia, a fucking uh, man in, mil- in, mil- uh, in military uniform in his car, got right. fucking like literally pepper sprayed and yeah. brought to the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it's just it's it's still insane what's hap- what's happening in these in these cases um but but again i think the way the show did it um uh, like and they did all different things in the show not just that but showing the blood on the shield in yeah. episode mm-hmm. uh at the end of episode 4 like did you ever think marvel would show that i mean so they no. they really mm-hmm. they really pushed the envelope on a lot of things in this show and and after we talk about you know the the news that came out, I was so happy to hear that because I yeah. think that's Im- important to say. Yeah, we trust this franchise going in this direction. So, yeah, yeah I I think one of the the overall theme in this season has been finding your identity, and and I think that goes for WandaVision too. It, it's about these characters finding their identity and in doing that they're exploring a lot of issues um with wandavision you're exploring the trauma of losing someone and having to find yourself in this you're feel you're seeing the history of how people deal with things differently but like the the history that surrounds them that influences their decisions um and it, it to me as much as dunk says like yeah people can have their opinions those people are fucking idiots and they're wrong okay there's no way this is heavy-handed and when we talk about episode six in the season finale i'll give an ep- uh, i'll give um an example of some heavy-handed shit that happens but it's it's not heavy-handed in the social way that most things are heavy-handed with so like in this the story that isaiah bradley is telling is is, to eric's point is very much the history of our country it is this is exactly what would have happened this is exactly how shit would have gone if there was a super soldier serum but this is exactly how shit went this isn't this isn't fucking a made-up story um one things comics have always been able to do is keep their pulse on what's going on and bring issues to light 
And if people are feeling like this is heavy handed, then I got news for you. This you you're just getting told an ugly truth that you didn't already know. Um, because if this to you is all like brand new information that America has treated black people in history and even today horribly, then you are fucking blind and stupid. Okay. Um, so the fact that they bring it up in a show like this is not heavy handed. It's just showing you the truth. And to me, it did it in such an amazing way because it helped. It helped everybody in this show find their identity. It told like Sam coming to terms with, the fact that he's a black man and can still be Captain America and still have those values. But watching him grow into that role this season's been amazing. Cause like by the end of episode six, he is every bit Steve Rogers as Chris Evans was Steve Rogers. And it, it, and he's been that way. He's always been that way, but it was just the mantle, the, the iconic, I, the, the iconograph of the fucking word I'm trying to say, whatever the, the idea. Yes. Of like holding that mantle, like, and being like, well, I'm black. I, no one wants to see this too. I'm black. This should be the way it is that I, Steve was, as, I'm as good of a man as Steve was. I have the same values. I'm that person. I can hold the shield and bring awareness to, the shit that is going on and I don't really need someone's permission to do it because right. I am that person. Like it, it just, to me, it was a beautiful, beautiful arc for Sam where I was just like, holy shit. And not to leave Bucky out because that, it, that to me was another beautiful arc, but his more, gets more wrapped up in episode six. So I would say we all Jedi episode five and yeah. episode six, we start out with that fucking dope goddamn suit. Oh, my God. I want that statue. I saw you post. How much was that statue from the comic shop that you asked about, Joe? Did he ever uh, answer you? Oh, no. That's that's a, that's a Marvel Gallery statue. That's a PVC. That's four, That's 45 bucks. Oh, my God. I'm getting that. It is yeah. fucking gorgeous because that is the outfit you want. It was as comic accurate as Cap's. 1950s fucking you know going back to Avengers and making him wear those silly looking suits like that is that's fucking so comic accurate it was gorgeous but so Carly takes over you know fucking interrupts the GRC meeting and it's all kind of a trap to get them to do what she wants Sam and Bucky go there to stop her and Sharon meets him there. And we find out that contrary to what I've been saying this whole fucking season, and even as much as like halfway or, or up till the day before this episode aired, I was like, there's no way Sharon's the power broker. There's no way she would help Carly with fucking bailing back Batrock out and fucking... Help having Batrock help fucking Carly 
deal with the GNC. So I would, I swore to God, Sharon was not the power broker. Well, I guess, I guess you didn't, I guess you didn't hear the, the, it was the internet theory last week. They're like, that was a hundred percent confirmation that she was a power broker because she wasn't using an iPhone anymore and only villains. Yeah, (laughs) I heard that, but I I still wasn't buying into that shit. I was not buying into that shit. Apparently Kevin Feige decided to give me the middle finger and be like, guess what, bud? It was that shit. So <laughs> to fucking fool me again. I don't care. I'm still coming back for more, Kevin. Um, but funny. no, it was, I think that this was a lot of fighty, punchy stuff for uh, most of the episode. Um, a lot of trying to talk Carly. It was a nice turn to see fucking John Walker come in and like actually try to help stop. And he, it, you kind of got the feeling that, now that he doesn't have the Captain America mantle, he feels a little more grounded. And I actually got behind him in this episode because he ended up helping Bucky and Sam a lot. Um, and I was just kind of shocked at how much I ended up liking him without that shield or, you know, without that Captain America mantle. Um, and then you get done, you know, they stop everyone and fucking. Sam comes down and lectures the fucking senator and everybody from the GRC, which you just kind of wish that you could plop that fucking footage in front of every politician in America and like kind of um, clockwork orange them to make them watch that on a loop until they're fucking brainwashed that they should be working for every citizen as opposed to just their special interests. It was a fucking great, 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 great speech. I fucking loved it. Um, I will say that when I first watched it, I found it very formulaic. It To me, it was just like it, the way that... What, the speech? Uh, no, 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 not the speech. No, the, the episode, episode. The, okay. the episode as a whole. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fighty, a lot of, you know, you knew that once Sharon broke character or you know was revealed as a power broker everything was going to kind of fall into place and it did and to me it 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 bothered me a little bit but i i've watched it several times since and i've really come around and even though it's still to me at times very formulaic to me it is a hell of a way to end the series the season um it was it just reinforced everything. And the at the very end when they bring Isaiah to the Smithsonian and they have his bronze statue there with the plaque, fucking, oh my God, almost teared up. Like, seriously, it was fucking just amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, the one thing I did have a problem with was every time that Sam landed somewhere, there just happened to be a group of people outside and like started cheering for Captain America where I'm like, kind of like, all right, that's a little force fed. Like if there's anything that's a little bit forced was those moments of the crowd staying around being like the, the one dude who's like, Oh, that's the, the black Falcon. And he's like, no, that's Captain America. I'm like, 
Okay, I get it. It felt a little forced. That one was, it was kind of oh, it cringy. was completely forced. And <laughs> I, when I watched that, with, well, I was watching it the second time I watched it. I was watching it with my uh, my comic book group, and I was just we, we like we're on chat, and I was just like cheesy because yeah. yeah. it was it was completely cheesy and forced. And like, first of all, this was his first appearance as. Captain America with the shield. No one would know to call him Captain America, right? You know what I mean. It could have just been Falcon with a new sh- with a new um, suit. You know right. what I mean. So that's when I was just like, "All right, all right, Marvel, yeah. okay." But yeah. it's it's a forgivable sin, you know. Exactly. Like, you to know, me, like, it was very man. Was you got you guys like, are you guys are some fucking cold bastards. I love that scene. Oh my I god! I mean, like I literally like. Yeah, because you're corny, Joe. Oh, yeah, I am. You are corny. I, 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 and I am, am because that. I mean, like Duncan saying, how does he know he's ca- not Captain America? He's got a fucking shield and a red, white, and blue outfit, and he gave up the shield in episode one. Maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but right. no, I, I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a I thought it was a sweet moment. It's one of those it's it's Yes, it was inserted in there on purpose, but I think I it was it was genuine. And I actually so, so I, I was thinking about it. I was like, would that have been better to the first time that he sa- says, you know, Captain, you know, something about him being Captain America? But I, but I did like it when he when he came through the window and all that, and he's like, "Who are you? I'm Captain America." You know, yeah. I, thought he, I thought he was on the moon. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, was, so like that that's it's just kind of showing very Sam just finally like in, you know embracing it. Uh, and uh, except the, the the thing I liked most about the episode was not all the beginning fighting and all that. It was it was all the other stuff. Um, uh, and I did I love the I, I love the you know where where John Walker is getting like just beat on and you know he he's you know he he's kind of his eyes are doing that and he kind of looks at his Medal of Honor that he welded on the inside you know and that's yeah. like his that's like his North Star making him remember and when you know when he decides to you know help with the with the truck and all that i i really wish they would have hung more on him fighting off guys with one arm you know because yeah. they had the music and everything i was like oh they should have really like leaned into this for like 20 seconds or so uh but right you know the other thing they did and this is some of the cinematography and the shots in this whole series are just phenomenal and and yeah. you know some of them you know are you know are to convey a message and you know, when you see, you know, just before like the truck going back up, you see the the beat up John Walker, Captain America shield fall to the ground, which is like that's mm-hmm. like him literally giving up that yep. giving up like I, that's that's not who I am. You know, uh, I just thought it was, you know, I just so many things I love about this episode. Yeah. Eric. Yeah, this I think. I'll be honest. I, I hate the fucking Falcon Captain America costume. I, I think it's the oh, what design. A, you are fucking listen, you communist. You communist. Whatever. His his mask. Why do you hate the a- black Captain America? Yeah. Why you gotta oh. hate the black people? Yeah. Jeez. Oh my god. I'm we don't fucking see color be- on this podcast, sir. We don't see it. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm getting canceled already. No, I just don't like the fucking headdress type thing he wears. That's kind of like the old original Marvel type style or Gambit or yeah, uh, Jean Grey thing. I don't like that. I never liked it on any characters. And 
it's uh, we were kind of lo- laughing a little bit like i never liked it in the comics because it had too much white I, I it was too bright so i just didn't like it um but and then this one it looked like he was is anthony mackie was wearing one of those little kid puffy superhero suits from spirit halloween or something <laughs> so it didn't look like it fit right but i was like fuck it whatever i love the torso of it though like the the midsection looks good so um but to be honest like in the comics i i really loved the whole um era in the comics of this particular time period as far as uh the u.s agent uh battlestar getting his powers uh john walker getting his powers it's such an iconic you know uh story and it played off really well on this but and i'm a huge falcon fan in the comics but this the mcu in the movie universe i don't think did falcon well at all because going into this series I didn't give a shit about Falcon. Like, I never liked Anthony Mackie as Falcon because they didn't do anything with him. And it's sad for all of that because it took a TV show. And it was only probably, I think, till episode two to where I was like, okay, now I see Anthony Mackie as Falcon, who's going to become Captain America. And they gave him something to chew on. They gave him something to do. They really expounded on his character of him being a good man. And then looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was a good man in all those other shows. It's just... His his role in the movies was just being comic relief with Bucky. Yeah, that wasn't the focus of the movies. Just, you know, kind of yeah. like with WandaVision, where Wanda's character, that, that wasn't the focus of those movies. They were tertiary characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I didn't I didn't get my I didn't get my Falcon or the Falcon they were setting up to be Captain America in the movies. So when it wasn't until the series came out that I got my Falcon and I got the Captain America Sam that like really it really paid off so they did a really good job so so much and especially in this one where he wasn't reluctant to be captain america he was just looking for that you know at least in this episode he wasn't he was just looking for that reason to be captain america because he he was a reluctant hero he didn't want to have to be and it's it was such a good like his whole fight scenes in this the stuff he did with the shield and, and he was so much he, he was pretty graceful with it, even yeah. though it was a little bit was aggressive. But he, you could tell he was like not fighting like a super soldier, which was really cool. Um, I loved all the John Walker stuff in this for, for definite. It was him finally stepping into who he was going to be. And they did it. They did it all in like two episodes, turning yeah. John Walker into yeah. U.S. agent. with and, and it was so fucking flawless. I was so surprised yeah. that they did it. Cause I did, you, did, you th- did, you, did you think they were ever going to show him in, in the new uniform in the series? No, I never thought they would. I thought that they would just show yeah, me up. Me neither, yeah. Me neither. Yeah, it was so good. It was so awesome. They didn't show what shield he had, and I pray to God, I hope he doesn't get that fucking metal-looking shield that looks like, a, that looks like the Medal of Honor from the comics that's terrible oh so, yeah as long as he gets something he he, he needs some he needs a shield of some sort like I, i'm gonna yeah, make a meme did, of yeah. me saying get this man a shield yeah yeah, it yeah was, like, they, he's definitely gonna get a shield like i just i don't yeah. know like where they're gonna get it or how they're gonna work it in but he definitely is gonna get a shield yeah I, I loved the whole turn in this um i'm gonna argue that sharon carter's not the fucking power broker at all, she that's already admitted scr- she's a that's power a fucking, broker. Dude, that's a fucking scroll. Yeah, it's I was thinking be. that. Ooh. I was thinking one Ooh. of the things. One of the things I wrote yeah, down I here that is too, that yeah. is, is she a scroll that we're going to see in the Secret Invasion Disney Plus series? 
Uh, are we also going to see her play a part in Armor Wars if she's stealing technology? Uh, but but yeah, I I I have that. that's in my notes. So I'm like, I, is she a scroll? Oh my god, you guys just made me the fucking mind exploding emoji. Holy shit, guys! I'm surprised she's, you didn't think about. That. I did like, it. Yeah. I did. I thought it right away because like they're setting her up to be Agent Carter. They even said Agent Carter, and they cannot shit on Peggy Carter that way. That's you know what I that mean? was my that was one of my problems because even my wife said that she so when after they gave her the pardon and everything and she goes walking out and makes that phone call in the end credit scene my wife goes oh peggy would not be happy and i'm like no peggy is not happy right now like mm-hmm. and i i don't know why i never think of scrolls when i'm watching this but that is a fucking perfect perfect explanation for that because that is not the sharon carter that we've known Mm-hmm. I bet she's still in, um, fuck whatever that place was, uh, Mandapur. Uh, Mandapur. Mandapur. Yeah. I think she's still there. I don't think she was ever abducted or anything. I think they just took over for her or something. Like I think it was her up until this episode, and now it's a scroll because it makes total sense. Her whole character and everything, it all. Well, makes no, sense because it, well, no, because Carly did see come face to face with her and did acknowledge her as the power broker so she if it is a scroll she would have the scroll would have to have been sharon carter for the whole time that carly knew her yeah. and was working yeah. With her. yeah so i i think that it's very possible that it could be a scroll um and that would be a that would be an interesting thing, but it would have it would have to be someone that's been like long entrenched. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. It would yeah. have to be like something happened to Peggy after she got after the whole what was it, Civil War? Because we haven't seen her since Civil War anyway. So right. something else happened to her and a scroll took over and decided that they're gonna start this criminal empire in Madripoor. So that very well could be. Fuck, I did not even think about that. My mind's blown. Yeah, and that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. Because, like, just her turn, like, when she was going into the whole, um, uh, the Senate chambers. The only, the only weird thing is, like, she didn't bleed green. But other than that, like, when I, going into it, mm. wait a minute, what color did they bleed in more, in Captain Marvel? Were they red? Or were, because I know the, the, Cree were green. Yeah, I think the I think I they know. were I think they were red. I, and I think when they did the secret invasion, remember I think they they had they had did something because initially when they introduced the scrolls, um, blue when they when they were ki- when they got killed they would revert back, um, yeah, and initial or when they were unconscious that's what it was they would like whenever they were conscious they would revert back. But with the new batch, when they did Secret Invasion, because remember, uh, what's her face? Uh, Spider Woman was the scroll, and it didn't. She didn't revert back until after she died, and she had been fighting with the Avengers, and Wolverine couldn't even detect it. Um, none of the technology, so they had kind of advanced their 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 race and their gene their genes to so copy the originals. That it was undetectable until they until after they were dead. I Maybe mean, that's why she didn't gotcha. want to go to the hospital. 
probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. David. God damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, now I'm like, I, so I just watched the last three episodes again tonight with my wife before we started recording. So I like had a little movie marathon. It was, this, this really is how they should set up these characters. They, cause they give them such rich depth and really build layer upon layer. And these movies should be fucking complete events where you don't have to worry about all this character development because this is perfect. Six episodes. Like, if you average it out, take out the credits, it's probably about a four and a half. It's, it's the Snyder Cut. It's a four, yeah. four hour, four and a half hour movie where they just work on character and story development. And so now with the news see dunk that's how you transition to the news although i and suck at transition and it would it would be it would be five and a half hours because of slow yeah. motion david so well that that's only if zach directs right because yes. fucking christ but um so with the news that they're gonna make a captain america and winter soldier movie or captain america 4 and you sam as captain america i you don't have to worry about how he gets there. You don't have to worry about making Sam find the courage to be Captain America or find what it's going to take for him to carry the shield and carry the mantle. Now you can focus on him kicking a bad dude's ass for mm. two hours. Like You don't have to worry about all this setup that you would have had to. I fucking love love these marvel shows for what they're doing for these characters and how they're enriching the universe and making it so that these movies now mean something because we were supposed to get the the uh black widow movie which had julia louis dreyfus's um character in it so this would have been her second appearance instead of the first appearance in the MCU. So I think like when everyone's saying, oh, there's a, you know, someone's going to show up and then everyone's, oh, it's no one that big. We don't know the role she had in, in Black Widow. The, that cameo could have been a fairly significant cameo had we seen Black Widow first like we should have. Right. But that being said, I just I just fucking love how in doing this they've set up so that these move the movies in this universe can be even more dynamic and more just developing and uh, fucking amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I love and I love <laughs> I love the uh, um, you know. Uh, Contessa saying, it looks like Zemo got the last laugh. I couldn't have worked better <laughs> if I planned it myself. Or did I? Or no. did yeah. I no. didn't. Or did I? So <laughs> so do I? you think because there's there's a couple of dueling um theories, which of course there's always gonna be, you know, out there, but do you think they're trying to set up um the Thunderbolts, or do you think they're trying to set up Masters of Evil, or do you think they're trying to set up the Dark Avengers. I think they're going Dark Avengers with who they're doing because you have Yelena from Black Widow, which will be brought over. 
Um, mm-hmm. You have Zemo and you have U.S. Agent, which is, I believe, the beginnings of one of the groups in the Dark Avengers. It makes sense because you basically have Black Widow. You have, you know, you have a dark Black Widow. You have a dark Captain America. Zemo is just like kind of this weird character that's kind of caught between being a villain and being a bad and, and being a good guy or being a bad guy with morals like these really weird morals mm-hmm. that lead him to be kind of good so i think i think we're gonna get a dark avengers as opposed to thunderbolts i think had the power broker been thunderbolt ross it would have been the thunderbolts but i think gotcha. because it's Madam Hydra, I think we're going with the Dark Avengers. I was thinking too, like on this show and the WandaVision too, they take every character from the movies that they play with, they take them out of the role they're in. They play with them a little bit and they put them right back in that same role. Like Zemo went right back to prison. Sam (laughs) was going to be Captain America no matter what. And Bucky was there by his side. Um, They were friends at the end. Uh, this just kind of showed them building their friendship up a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dark Avengers, they were to just bring in White Vision to join the team, too, since he's got the Ooh. memories, but the Noah Vision, you know, <laughs> no emotion. Fucking Marable. Marable. Jesus. You know what, Marable, had you brought this kind of thunder to fucking my one black friend and my one white friend, they may still be on the air. That's true. That is very true. (laughs) The fucking Marable episode killed us, but you know. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I've been I've been practicing my dance monkey dance thing, and now I'm back. Oh God, David, that was great. (laughs) I know, I know. Right now, Eaton's fucking dying. He's like, God damn it, he's right. Had Marable been this fucking good on our podcast? We'd have, we'd still be going. You goddamn yeah. know it. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Back then I was a, the Titanic boat. Now I'm Titanic the movie. So- <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's fantastic. That's fucking awesome. That is fucking uh, awesome. All right. Oh. Does anyone have any final final thoughts on on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, no, just the only thing, you know, when the news that they talked about, yes, like Captain America 4, Sam Wilson, and then there's talks about Chris Evans doing like a Tony Stark thing, uh, Robert Downey, where he's in two movies, but not as a main character. So mm. that, that that was the other thing that was that was talked about, I think, in that Hollywood Reporter or whatever. So uh, is it going to be a you know, a, a, another, you know, timeline version of Cap or how are they going to bring him back and what what movie is that going to be in and how is he going to, you know. I kind of want him to come back as old man Cap, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, me too, me too. Like, I don't need him to be young Cap again. I, yeah. I, I would totally be fine if the can't, the, the, the two movies he does, he's, he doesn't have to be in them for long. But if he's old man and helping out in a way, or even if you bring that fucking Isaiah Bradley story into it and you bring Cap in to be with Isaiah Bradley or whatever, like that to me would be like a full circle, like, oh my God, that's fucking brilliant kind of moment. 
Huh. Maybe they'll be senior Avengers and they'll bring him in with Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> Justice Society Avengers, I don't know. David, David, I have no super serum, no blonde hair or blue eyes. The only power I have is the belief that we can do a much better podcast. I, <laughs> almost anyone could do a much better podcast, but <laughs> God damn it, if it ain't fun, I'll, I'll tell you that. I, you know what, Joe, what you sent us, that was on his plaque. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think it's worth mentioning because I, it's funny because you see that scene and as emotional as you got, I think I probably would have cried had I actually been able to read that plaque at that time with what was going on. Um, Joe uh, sent a transcript of what was on Isaiah's plaque and fuck. Oh my God, it was touching. I got it. You want me to read? I can read it. Yeah, absolutely. It says Isaiah Bradley is an American hero whose name went unknown for too long. Isaiah was one of a dozen African American soldiers who were recruited against their will and without their consent for participation in human testing in pursuit of the super soldier serum. Most did not survive. The few who lived through testing went on secret missions during the Korean War, during the conflict. Uh, and against all odds, Isaiah Bradley rescued his fellow soldiers and 28 other POWs from behind enemy lines. However, fearful of the ramifications of a black super soldier, some individuals within the government tried to erase Isaiah's his story from history. His family was issued a falsified death certificate, and for decades, the truth of his unflinching bravery was buried. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. That's the kind of podcasting we do here, people. Yeah, shove that down your fucking throat, you. And we and we had talked about that a couple episodes ago. Like, wouldn't it be great if, yeah, if at the end, either like old man Cap comes into this and says, you know, meets him there or something. So I'm I'm glad that they, I'm I'm glad that they did this. And and again, Carl Lumbly played Isaiah Bradley, just fucking brought it every scene, and just just brilliant. Wait for him to break Wolverine out of that in that campment. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dunk, any final thoughts, sir? Um, not on anything with related to Cap Falcon and the or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but I will give a brief shout out to um, I think a friend to everyone here on in on the room is uh our friend Ryan Drost, who is yeah. the creator of Stealth, the comic book Stealth Hammer. And I know, Joe, you got you yeah. got your copy of Stealth Hammer. Uh, I don't know if David or you or Eric Marable, if you've gotten one. I got my copy, the first issue. And um, Stealth Hammer is a, is a, is a self-created um, comic book. The, guy, uh, the, the author, uh, creator, Ryan, um, he was on our podcast my one black friend my one white friend we brought him on and he was uh doing a kickstarter campaign and uh i don't know if this is true but i'm gonna take credit for it i think our show kind of put him over the uh the hump to to reach his goal for kickstarter and he produced his own comic book and in, not only is it um is it being widely and 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 positively accepted in our 
little circle. Um, it's also he's starting to get some props in the local comic book store and on the store. I mean, and on the uh, news, he's been featured on a couple of um, uh, interviews on, on his local news channel. So I just want to give him a big prop. I read the comic book. It's a great um, origin story for a superhero. The comp, the art is great. The, the writing is good. So um, I will always support anyone that's uh, furthering our you know the passion this 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 comic book genre that has brought us all together so hats off to you Ryan well you're and you're right that that's uh that's when I backed it at, at listening and you know getting that his whole story and all that I'm like fuck that yeah we have to support these you know local and, and indie comic creators with that and it's just I mean this when you look at this I mean I'm telling you, I've seen some, you can pull up a lot of different comics, DC, Marvel. There's some really sketchy type of art. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like, I've got a couple, like, especially the, the I don't know if it's the, which is, which one's the variant cover with, with just, the, uh, without all the characters on front, with just the main character. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, hats off to him. I know it's, it's one of those labor of loves and it, it and it is not is not easy uh, to produce something like that because you have so many. It's not just like writing a book where you can just put words on paper. I mean, this is you got you know inkers and letterers and all that, and and you got to manage all that. So hats off to him. Yeah. So if you um, if you want to support him or find out more about it, he has a, a Facebook page for the comic book. It's called Stealth Hammer. And his name is Ryan Dross. So I would strongly suggest you guys, if you are interested in any 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 type of original uh, comic book, I mean, look at Invincible. That was something that was completely um, original uh, art and, and, and character development, and, and it took off. So just get in on the ground floor because um, you know he it, it's a really good thing to, to support. Yeah, and and you can also listen to Ryan and the gang on Stardose, which is also a fun podcast much like us they are old as fuck and like to talk about their old the old things that brought them pleasure um and obviously star wars and gi joes and shit like that they're they're fans of all the same shit we are uh they they probably have far cleaner mouths than at least i do um absolutely but, (laughs) but they are they're definitely worth checking out. They are fun, a fun listen to for podcasts. So, yeah, support Ryan, buy Stealth Hammer, listen to their podcast, do all that shit. Uh, Mr. Marable, any any parting thoughts on anything? Not really. I've, I've got one more character, which apparently is going to be in MODOK that I want to see. So, like, mm-hmm. Marvel's making all my dreams come true right now. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier was the one show I was looking forward to out of all of these, and it fucking delivered. So, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for whatever they decide to bring up next. Yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I am in for everything Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I wasn't like overly excited for the Loki show for whatever reason. Like, I, it, to me, I'm like, eh, it's an interesting concept. I'm fucking in on anything whatever Marvel wants to do now. I'm here for all yeah. of it. I I am up every I've Disney Plus has now trained me to wake up at 
4.30 in the morning so that I can make sure that I don't get shit spoiled, that I can talk to my friends before work and get whatever goodness I just watched out of my system so I can concentrate for Friday. Um, never in my life would I would think that waking up at 4.30 in the morning on a Friday would be beneficial to me much less anyone else in this world, but I'll tell you what, uh, fucking, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Marvel has fucking just killed it, and I now can't wait for Loki or whatever the fuck they're throwing at me, whenever they throw it at me. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Um, and just a little quick programming note, uh, we will follow up on Geek versus Geek uh, next recording. Uh, we've been going for a couple hours now, and with a third person here, we're not sure how we were really work it. So, or a fourth person here, um, not sure how we'd really work it. So, we will uh, catch back up with that next week. And you fuckers on Facebook should um, really respond to Dunk's post instead of like laughing at the. He man writing on some other dude's backside and like being like, "Oh my god, that's so funny." We we posed a serious question, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Answer it, all right? Let's stop, stop it. We're not. It was not that offensive. Get your fucking stick out of your ass and go go answer a fun question, motherfuckers. Uh, so until next time, we are still saving the multiverse one podcast at a time. We'll talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>